The best show will not be heard tonight. Please enjoy the following programming in its place. The best show will not be heard tonight. Please enjoy the following programming in its place. The best show will not be heard tonight. Please enjoy the following programming in its place. said today the uh beatles show heard uh, formerly on sirius xm now independent of sirius xm used to be heard on sunday nights on channel 18 on sirius xm from 11 p.m to 11:30 p.m now we have cast our net and uh Looking at 2017, it's a Beatle retrospective for the year. Probably one of the best years in the history of the Beatles. Ringo Starr released an outstanding album, which would uh, go toe-to-toe with any of the work that any of the Beatles have done throughout their entire career. I think anybody who's a fan of the Beatles would would appreciate Ringo's latest album in relation to the Beatles catalog. Maybe the best music Ringo's ever recorded, whether as a solo artist or as a member of the Fab Four. And there were so many things. There was the Sgt. Pepper box set, of course. And there were bobbleheads came out earlier in the year of uh, all four Beatles uh, in the yellow submarine garb. The topic for tonight's show is which song do you wish the Beatles had performed? Because the, the Fab Four, I think at this point it's indisputable they were one of the best bands ever. And if not, not, not one of the best, the best. And it's interesting to think of songs they could have done either before they were a band or after. Uh, interesting to think of what their, uh, of them executing certain songs that other artists have done. The phone number is 201-332-3484. This is Denny Wilcox here on Things We Said, well, it's formerly called Things We Said Today. 
Now the show has no title because that is owned by SiriusXM. So please call 201-332-3484. What song would you like the Beatles to have performed? What would be an interesting song for them to have performed? A couple that crossed my mind, uh, I would say uh, Firestarter by Prodigy would be interesting to see if they... I think they would give that kind of like a helter-skelter feel. Um, Red Hot Chili Peppers' Aeroplane would be a fun one. Could have like a got-to-get-you-into-my-life feel. Eat It would be interesting. Uh, Tap into the the more playful side of the Fab Four. What would it sound like if they, if the Beatles had recorded Eat It instead of Weird Al? It's definite food for thought. So what song would you be interested in hearing the Beatles have performed? Either earlier than the Beatles were a band, like Blue Suede Shoes, which I believe they did record, John Lennon. Did record that on the rock and roll sessions. But more current songs like uh, Rusty Cage by Soundgarden would be an interesting one to hear uh, the Beatles tapping into that harder sound. Because as we know, the Beatles invented every form of everything, whether it be feedback, heavy metal, country music, pop rock. They did it all, and it all started with them. So, what song would you like to have heard the Beatles perform in their, uh... One song I think would be interesting would be, uh... Again, tapping into the, the harder side of things, which they enjoyed so much, would be, uh, It's So Easy by, uh, Guns N' Roses. It would be great to hear the Beatles take a pass at that. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Uh, you're here with Denny. What uh, What song would you like the Beatles to uh, to have heard the Beatles perform? L.A. Woman. L.A. Woman. That was a very interesting one. Who do you think would sing L.A. Woman if the Beatles were... Performing the Doors classic L.A. Woman. I think Paul would want to elbow his way into that one. So you think he'd give it that kind of I'm down kind of grit? Yeah, yeah. Definitely that that, that grit. That's great. Any other uh, songs you'd like to hear the Beatles perform? Mm, Maybe some Fleetwood Mac stuff. Interesting, interesting. Is there a certain Fleetwood Mac song that you think the Beatles would uh, would have done justice to? Well, they would have done justice to any of them because it's the Beatles. Mm, Angel from Tusk? Interesting. Well, thanks for the call. <laughs> Welcome to the program. Hey. So which song would you uh, like to have heard the Beatles perform? 
Bang Your Head by Quiet Riot. Pretty good. Pretty cool. Bang Your Head, Metal Health. Yeah, Metal Health. That would be that would be a very interesting one because again, the Beatles invented heavy metal. It's undeniable. They invented That's country true. rock. Everything goes through the Beatles. Yeah. The first yeah. feedback on a recording was on a Beatles record. Now, what did you do, if you don't mind me asking, what did you do to honor the fifty-fourth uh, anniversary of uh, WABC playing "I Want to Hold Your Hand"? Uh, this past uh, Saturday. This Saturday, um, I listened to my uh, friend's local radio. I didn't even know that was going on. It was fifty-four years ago today. WABC wow. played "I Want to Hold Your Hand," and the world changed as the mop tops took over. Thanks for the call. Hello. Hello. Hi, welcome to the uh, program. Is there a uh, song you wish the Beatles could have performed that you'd like to have heard the Beatles play? Uh, what, if, what if they did a, a cover of Typo Negative's cover of uh, Neil Young's Cinnamon Girl? So they would do that in the spirit of... They would do the Neil Young classic Cinnamon Girl. Right. But in the spirit of Typo Negative. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think they could pull it off and maybe uh, get sort of Eastern with it. Maybe you know they 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 did a little bit. I don't know. So you think of that as more of a George type song? Exactly. Yeah, and like a sort of like droney maybe. Interesting. Interesting. It's it's fun to think about which song the Beatles would have done. And. uh do you have a favorite song off Ringo Starr's most recent album, Give More Love? Uh, I haven't heard it yet, but um, uh, is, it, is it any good? Um, oh, it's it's outstanding. I would say it matches anything he has ever done or any of the Beatles have ever done. Um, like uh, Octopus's Garden level uh, quality Beatles? Oh, Absolutely. There's a great there's a great song on the record called "We're on the Road Again." Oh, well, thanks for the call. Welcome to the program. Hello. Hi. Well, which Beatles song would you love to? Which song would you have loved to hear the Beatles perform? I would love to have heard them uh, perform the "Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald," uh, the uh, which Gordon was done Michael. by Gordon. Mitchell. Yes, the classic. Now, who, how, yeah. what what type of arrangement do you picture the Beatles giving that? Uh, I I picture it sort of kind of flipping between uh, the members of the Beatles on the various verses, uh, sort of in in sort of the way they did a day in the life, but uh, but instead recounting the uh, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Well, that would be a great one. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think uh, they could have they could have done a lot with it. Where I, I think. You know, I love the Gordon Lightfoot original, but I think that there was maybe a little bit of, uh, of variance in um, in the recording of the original that that uh, could have been added that uh, could have, you know fleshed it out a bit more. Interesting, interesting. And do you have a favorite song off of uh, Give Me Give More Love, Ringo's latest album? Um, I, I like all of them equally. Pretty much, it's, it's too hard to that's pick a, a favorite. Fair, that's a fair. I, I understand that answer completely. Thank you. 
Hello? Hi, Denny. Hi, welcome to the show. Uh, what song would you have loved to have heard the Beatles perform? Well, you know, I was thinking uh, All About That Bass by uh, Megan Trainer. That would be a good one. Would you really say, good. Who do you think would sing All About That Bass? I mean, you'd have to have Paul do it, right? And would that have been one of those those cut loose rockers? Oh, you bet. Maybe a bass solo in the middle there. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, any favorite songs off of uh, the Ringo album? Boy, you know, I, I can't pick a favorite. I just love them all. Well, me too, me too. Understand. Thanks for the call. Welcome to the show. Hi, Denny. Hi. Uh, what would uh, what what song would you have loved to have heard the Beatles perform? I think it would have been a real kick if they did that thing you do. Ah, oh, that's interesting. That's a t- little twist on the uh, on the on the timeline. Yeah, I think it'd be you know if they were still around, it might be like a nice like passing of the torch kind of thing, maybe. Yes, yes, they could have done that thing you do and would they have done it in the in the style of the wonders or would it have been uh, reinterpreted by the Fab Four I think they put their own spin on it just to show that they're you know a little above it of course Uh, it's the Fab Four you would expect them to be above it thank you absolutely any favorite song off of uh, Give More Love you'd like to uh don't know offhand. Okay, it's worth checking out. Uh, Hello, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks a lot. I'm I'm really glad to be getting a hold of you. I, it, I I'm sorry that your your show got canceled from Sirius XM. That's well, that's you. a drag. Which song would you have loved to have heard the Beatles perform? Oh man, I I have so many to choose from. I think they could really knock them all out of the park, but. My favorite, I mean, right off the top of my head, I think, would be White Lines by Duran Duran. White Lines by Duran Duran, which was actually, I believe, uh, in its own way, a cover. Oh, was it? I believe so. I'm not sure, but I believe so. I believe well, White Lines. Is, I'm not really familiar with, like, uh, I'm, I guess I'm not really familiar with, like, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff like that, but I mean, you know, the Beatles did a lot of great covers anyway in, in their yes. in their heyday. So, just imagine the, a couple that I was thinking of. Uh, imagine if the Beatles did. Uh, That's when I reach for my revolver by Mission of Burma. Oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Thank you. Any favorite song on the Ringo album you want to call out tonight? You know what? I the title track is just it's really it's really inspiring. Classic, it yeah, classic. Thank you. Couple more calls and then we're gonna call it a night here. And again, remember, please write to SiriusXM and tell them that you miss hearing things we did we said today every Sunday night. And you'd love to hear Danny Wilcox back on Sirius XM Channel 18. Hello, welcome to the show. 
Hello. Uh, what song would you like to hear the Beatles perform? Uh, if I had my choice, it would be one. Sorry. One by Metallica. One by Metallica. Interesting. Oh, my breath is always for dead. Any, uh, that's a great one. Any song off Give More Love you'd like to, uh, you'd like to uh, recommend? What? Any song off the new Ringo album you'd, uh, like to, uh, recommend to the listeners? Uh, track three is Uh, show me the way. That's a classic. Show me the way. Thank you. How about line one here, Irv? Hello? Hello, hi. Hi. What song would you have loved to have heard the Beatles perform? Uh, I think, I think John Lennon could do a, uh, really good rendition of Florida by the Butthole Surfers. Interesting. Interesting. Now, which album is that off of? That off uh, of, uh, I believe it's the, uh, Locust Abortion Technician. I think it's earlier than that, but I'll, ha- I'll have to double check the discography. Psychic Powerless? Interesting. Probably well, Another Man's Sack? Yes. Any song off the Ringo album you'd like to uh, draw attention to? Uh, laughable. laughable, laughable. I'd say sums up the entire the entire album in one song. It's a classic, Ringo. I will say, I had a chance to uh, to see him at a press conference talking about the album, and he was uh, very excited about everyone hearing hearing what he had come up with. I had a chance to see him printed on the uh, the back of a jacket recently, and it was uh, it was it was like I was standing in front of him. Well, that's fantastic. That's a fantastic Fab Four story. Thank you. Hello. Hey, this is Jamie from Memphis. What song would you have loved to have heard the Beatles perform? Oh, um, okay. I didn't know that was the topic. Uh, see. Hmm. Words of Love? Lawyers in Love. By Jackson <laughs> Words <Brown>. of Love. <laughs> Which song? Words of Love? Lawyers in Love by Jackson Brown. That's a very interesting one. Any, I'm not any, familiar with that song. Any Ringo, uh, any songs off Give More Love you'd like to, uh, you'd like to give a shout out to? <laughs> no, not especially. Well, thank you for the call. These are the final three calls, and then we're going to call in a night. Hello, welcome to the program. Um, I would like to hear the model by Kraftwerk. That'd the model by Kraftwerk. Interesting. Yeah. So more, more the the Fab Four tapping into their experimental side. Yeah, exactly. Interesting, because they would, because uh, Paul was very big on electronics, uh, as uh, evidenced by uh, McCartney too. Yeah, I mean, they practically invented Kraut Rock. They did invent Kraut Rock. I think that's indisputable. So, uh, the, when you listen to the continuing adventures of, uh, Bungalow Bill, you can hear 
the seeds of Kraut Rock being planted. Yeah. Any song exactly. off the Ringo album you'd like to shout out? Uh, King of the Kingdom. King of the King. That's a great one. Thank you. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Any song you'd like to uh, wish you wish you heard the Beatles play? A couple across my mind. Uh, MGMT's uh, Siberian Breaks would be fun. You heard the Beatles take a pass at that. Um, <laughs> Uh, you don't mess. Ar- you don't mess around with Jim by Jim Croce would have been a. Fun oh yeah. <laughs> um, My War by Black Flag. <laughs> so which songs mm-hmm. cross your mind, my friend? I was thinking um, in an airplane over the sea uh, by Neutral Milk Hotel in a kind of a octopus's garden style. Interesting. Interesting. The Beatles invented indie rock, so it would be a, de- a definite lineage to that. And yeah. uh, any song off the Ringo album you'd like to shout out? Um, I I haven't gotten to it yet. Oh well, you have a treat waiting for you, my friend. We can't wait. Thank you. Hello. Hi, hi. Uh, I would love to hear uh, the Beatles do uh, a Ringo solo song uh, from his later career. I would love to hear them do a version of uh, Liverpool 8 from uh, from the the album Liverpool 8 by Ringo. Classic, classic Ringo. It's great. Great song, great album. Uh, I would just love to hear them, you know, join Ringo on stage and, and do that song. And any song off the Ringo album you'd like to shout out off Give More Love? Uh, I really like the uh, the redo of Back Off Boogaloo. Yes, yes. An updating of a yep. Ringo classic. Yeah, he came back to it and uh, made it even better. He came back and did it just because he can do anything because he is a Beatle. That's Thank right. Thank you for the call. Thank you. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And... We will be back next time. Hopefully, the next time you hear this show, it is on Sirius XM. Thanks for listening. And remember, Beatles forever. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them.
Hey! Hey, it's the best show. What's up, everybody? Here, January of 2018. What's going on? It's a cold night here in New Jersey, and we are bringing you the best show. It's a Tuesday night, so it's best show. Tom, what's up, everybody? The phone number 201-332-3484. Let's do it to it. What do we got on the docket for tonight? We are talking about those things when you're a little conflicted and you're not sure if you love it or you hate it and you can see both sides of a thing and then you're not sure where you stand on it and we'll talk about that and we'll talk about all sorts of other things. It's a wide open, wide open show tonight. I want to thank, uh, Denny Wilcox. Was it Denny Wilcox for starting us off? This guy Mike recommended. Mike recommended he join the Best Show Network. The Best Show Network. Right? Why not? There's some of these other networks. You got uh, Adam Carolla, right? He's got his network. What else is on his network? What's he play? No, he does his show. No, what's he do? play? Hitler speeches or something? Right? Do you have like a 24-7 stream of Hitler speeches? And remember, Mike and Dudio and Pat. Is Pat here? Welcome, Pat. Remember, the points system starts tonight. And by that, I mean, if any of you three uh, guys bring in a, in a guest, you get a guest to call in, a la David Crosby or the drunk from Twin Peaks, you are awarded a, a certain uh, amount of points, and you will be rewarded for that level of points. And then we'll see who you bring in, and I don't need to know who it is. I'm only looking to talk to people for five or ten minutes tops. That's all. Ain't looking to. Wait, you think I'm doing a Frost Nixon thing? No. Just chit chat and say hello, say goodbye. I'll tell you this, Dudia, uh, Pat. You know what Dudia said to me? Boy, it sure is, uh. He's like, uh, boy, uh, Pat's late. Seems like if anything's going to take off points, it's that. Guy missed his exit. Is that what happened? Be honest with me. Were you, were you being 100% attentive? You just got for a look. Cause I know what it's like. You, 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 you're, you're listening to a, a fun podcast or a, your favorite song and you're singing along. Next thing you know, oh no, what road am I on? It's fine, no judgment. No judgment. Yeah, so duty, I was just like, yo, if anything's gonna subtract from points, it's uh, that. And I was just like, yeah, you went to a uh, basketball game last week. Yeah, right, let's start subtracting points then. 
So far, they put Mike in the lead. Right? Best show, hi. Hey, this is Jamie from Memphis. Jamie from Memphis. Yes. What's up, Jamie? Hey, I'm just uh, enjoying my off day reading the book. That's nice. How what, are you? What, what book are you reading? I'm reading Dune. Dune. Yes. <laughs> That's the book about worms, right? Yes. And salt. Yes. Right? It's got like what? salt, right? Isn't it with spices, not salt. Spices. <laughs> That's right. Spice is the thing in this book. We got spices and keep them away from the worm. Is anybody in the book worried that the worm is going to eat the spices? It hasn't come up yet. Because what, are they mine for spices or something? Yeah, they've got this like wonder drug that's also money. And it also gives you, like, psychic visions. It's very important. Mm-hmm. And so is water. Okay. So you're reading Dune. Yes. And what else? What's, uh, what else is going on with you, uh, Chief? Well, uh, right before I started reading, I had just finished watching one of the strangest movies I've seen lately, and I just thought maybe you'd seen it. Now, what movie is that, Jamie? It was uh, called The Swimmer with Burt Lancaster. Oh, it's a classic. Oh, my God. It was so crazy. I loved it. It's a great movie. You like that movie, Mike? It was so odd seeing... Sorry. I was asking Mike if you like... Mike likes that movie. Yeah, that was an easy Oh, movie. nice. Hey, Mike, you like this one? I could have guessed that one. I, that one from 500 miles away. Really? Is that Mike's type of thing? Yeah, it is. It's about, nice. a, about a guy wallowing in misery. Is he going to like that? That's his style of movie. He likes exploring that side of life. That's the side of life Mike explores. <laughs> so what's going on down in Memphis? What's going on? Oh, gosh. Uh, not much tonight. It's been raining a little bit. Uh, it's been quite the lazy day for me. Well, good. You enjoy yourself. You read your, your book. Now, are you reading that in one of those trade paperbacks? It's like super small type. Yeah, and it's it smells like, really good. Yeah, where'd you get it from a from a garage sale? No, I work at a bookstore. I got it from the store. Uh, we used to have a used book section, and this one has stuff on the back of it about the movie. Okay, so it's, <laughs> so it's one like of an older copy. Now, a major motion picture. Yeah, it, does. it says it does say that. I was like, I when it. you see a book like that, it's like. It's like it's now a major motion picture. It's got like it doesn't have a picture of no worm on the cover. It's got a picture of Kyle McLaughlin on the cover. Like <laughs> he's only on the back. It doesn't have one of those obnoxious covers with actors. Thank goodness. It's not classy. No, it's not. I saw I've one never book. Been a fan. I saw one thing where it's like as I lay here dying and had uh, James Franco on the cover. Oh my God! Wouldn't now that a major motion, book? yeah. Now a major motion picture. It's like, yeah, maybe we don't want to change the cover on this one. We can keep this. Uh, this is a little blip in the in the 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 continu- the time continuum for for this William Faulkner book. <laughs> well, thank you, my friend. You have a great night. Thanks for taking. 
201-332-3484. That's the number you want to call the best show. Oh, last week there was snow. Holy moly. And look, a lot of the areas where there was snow, it, it wasn't too much. But I was, there was plenty where I was. Where was I? I was in Atlantic City. I had planned on going down because like it's the beginning of the year. I like to go and get my thoughts together. I go sometimes to a nice place that's quiet and I can just kind of go on walks and then go into pool and, and all that stuff. And that's all you go. And there's nobody down there now because it's the holidays are over. So it's cheap to get a room. So I go and get a room. And then a couple of days later, it's clear there's going to be a snowstorm rolling in. And it's going to like hit Atlantic City harder than anywhere else. So I'm not sure what to do. And then, uh, I talked to, uh, Terry T, my lady friend, and she says, you should go. I'll be fine here with good and poochie. My dog, my faithful hound. Did you like, uh, good and poochie, Mike? Great dog, huh? She liked you. Yeah. What's that? You get along with the animals. Yeah, reg- regular Dr. Doolittle. If I could talk to the animals, to the animals. Right? Picture Mike and Bayonne talking to a cheetah. So... So I go down on on uh, Wednesday, and it's fine. There's ain't there ain't no snow yet. And suddenly it starts snowing. It starts snowing so hard. And you ever realize there's a thing that is maybe on your not bucket lit. That's a dumb concept, right? Just do stuff whenever. Just do it whenever. You can wait till you're an old, old person falling apart before you start doing stuff. You can get some old, old fossil jumping out of it, skydiving. I always wanted to skydive. Yeah, well, you had 75 years before that to do it. Maybe not the best move right now. got to go for it, guys, in the moment. Like Burt Reynolds said in Cannonball Run, you go for it each and every day, no matter what. Remember when he said that? Very moving speech. So I go down, and this happens, which is not on, I would, this is not, like, like I said, not on a bucket list, but as it's going on, I'm like, this is exactly the kind of thing I've always wanted to experience. Something that you, you don't know if it would ever happen, but it's happening. 
and I've had it. Ha- I've had a couple of these happen. Like the time I saw a fight in a hotel hallway. That was that was one of those magical things you didn't realize you wanted to see, but it, when it's happening, you're just like, yeah, this is it. The time when I was on the streets of Toronto and a guy was swinging a bat around at another guy, and then the other guy managed to grab the bat from the first guy and started swinging it back at him. I didn't realize how, what a transformative moment that was. And this one was one of them. Getting snowed in a casino. Oh, it was the weirdest and the best. Cause it slowed, first of all, it slowed everything down. There ain't no one coming in the casino anymore. Nobody can get to this place. The roads are snowed, snowed shut. Nobody's leaving. But some people are leaving, but a lot of people aren't because they can't get, they can't get nowhere. So they're stuck. People can't come into work. So a lot of the things aren't open. Few of the things were open. Like, look, there was still food and stuff. Just not all the, the buffet was not open, for example. But to be in a casino snowed in. And to look out that window and barely be able to see out of it because it's just a sheet of white. Oh boy, that was something else. You're in there, it's just you and the slot machines. And I made friends with that Anchorman slot machine. I'm telling you, they had an Anchorman slot machine. I started playing that thing. It's funny how it works because partway through it, when I start winning, then I'm just like, this is great. I'm hanging out with the Anchorman crew. Then that starts, so you start bombing out. You start losing money. Then you just like, and you keep looking at that thing and Paul Rudd's face keeps swinging up on it. It's just like, I'm getting mad at Paul Rudd right now. He's not here. But I think I'm getting, well, I wasn't getting mad at him. I would be getting mad at Brian Fontana. His character, but that slot machine. I think I'm. I think I'm actually friends with the slot machine now. I think I bonded with a slot machine. Man, you get stuck in a snowstorm in a, a casino. And if you have a chance to do that, you do it. Not that you'd have a chance to do it. You're either in it or you're not in it. I'll tell you, you start to see those, those, uh, those, uh, casino rats getting a little squirrely as time goes by. Hold up in a casino. They ain't cut out for, uh, socializing none. These casino rats. They ain't good at socializing. Riding those slot machines. So peaceful. It was weird to have the collision of like the most peaceful thing going on in the one of the grossest, most crass places because usually i go there and i walk around i go i walk on the the boardwalk and the beach and i go to here and there and i'm looking 
seeing all different stuff. Now I'm just trapped in this casino. Yeah. Best show. Hey, what's going on, Tom? Not a whole lot. Hey, what's lot. going on, Tom? What's that? Well, you got a little toot with you already. What, what's up? Oh, not much, man. Oh, no, I was just calling because of the uh, whole casino spiel you got going on right now. I actually work for a casino up here in Bangor, Maine. Okay, well, what's that? What casino is that? Stephen King Casino? Uh, <laughs> no, nah, pretty close, but no, uh, Hollywood Casino. And what do you do there? What do you do at the casino? Oh, man. I guess I'm pretty much the securities, uh, I don't know. This is not true. You're, there's no way you're in any. No, I swear, I, I, I am a, what they call a command agent. Mike, and, what's your read <laughs> on this guy? Command agent sounds legit, but it also sounds like it could have gotten off an episode of NCIS or something. No, it, it, it sounds a lot cooler than what it really is. All I pretty much do is dispatch security and then log all security activity going on. And then watch all the monitors, making sure everybody's in line. You're making sure everybody's in line. Pretty much. I mean, you know, just any patrons, you know, not getting out of hand. But most of the time, it's just a lot of, uh, you know, people uh, stealing money, you know. Look, I'll say this to you right now. First of all, what's your name, young man? It's Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, man. First time calling, so I sound a little, you know, kind of wobbly. It's just because I'm nervous. Well, Dallas, I'm (laughs) I'm going to the show, man. Dallas, I'm going to offer you this right now. If you admit that you're making this up, I'm going to give you a pass. Three minutes of uninterrupted airtime. If you admit that this is that this is fiction. But 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 Tom, I'm telling you, this is the real deal. I I could even send you a picture of my badge. I mean, come on now. How could I make this up? I'm not that. I'm not that crazy. (laughs) Now I'm starting to believe you. I'm telling you. But no, I, we had that uh, quote-unquote cyclone over the past week that they had up here. And I was pretty much snowed in for the night at my place. I was required to be there, and then I was stuck there for the long haul. Uh-huh. Okay. But So what's the craziest you know, thing you ever saw in your security camera? All right, so streaker? pretty much the craziest. You ever see a streaker? Uh, I would say probably, yeah. Uh, streaker? You have some uh, sexual activity going on, you know. Uh, Got some yeah. security guards out there to break it up. Yeah, that's pretty much all. M- yeah. A lot of uh, public uh, right, now, urinating. Okay, good. Now, do you get it? So, so, yeah. Do you ever? Here's what I really want to know. I knew that was going to be <laughs> Shoot, man. What do you do? How do you just tell me? And I don't need to know specifics. How do you get a taste of the action? Just tell me. How do, how do get I get a taste of the action? How do you get a taste of the action? What are you doing? Oh, man, well, it's actually going to sound pathetic, but I, I'm pretty much just the guy behind the scenes that's like, here's the scenario. We got a couple up on the fourth floor of the parking garage, and, you know, there's some sexual activity going on. No, 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 I'm, ta- no I'm talking about how do you get a, how do you get your, a, what do you, where's your grift with this casino? Where are you getting your where's feet my, wet? 
oh, how are you man. stealing money? Tell me how you're stealing I, money. I, come on, I ain't no stealing. It's like, what do you do? So what, if I had to bet, I, if I had to bet this is how you're doing it. You probably got to deal with the valets, and you know when people are in and out, and then you go up in their room, you rob them blind, and you're watching <laughs> on security cameras the whole time. Oh man, no, it's not. There's there's no heist going on. There's no inside business within the within the uh, sure. casino at all. They would that. fire me in a heartbeat. Yeah, of course they would. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't it mean is, you're not doing even, it. I can't even gamble or anything. Doesn't I can't even mean, touch a slot machine. I get fired. Doesn't mean you're not doing it. What if a slot machine touches you? <laughs> well, then, what if I what if I came and pushed the slot machine against you? I would be uh, calling my guys on you. No, nah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> you are a little wobbly, my friend, but uh, I'm, I know. I'm okay with it. I know, man, but you know, I, but like I said, Tom, I'm a huge fan. I just thought I'd That's call in, you know, and uh, well, thanks, but I don't for call, thanks for the call, buddy. Thanks. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that guy. Don't know what I'm supposed to do. What am I supposed to do with that guy, Mike? Nice guy. There's no way he's not he's not skimming something. Right? No way. Best show. What's up, Tom? Chili B from Lower East, Newbridge Heights. What's happening, my man? Oh, not a whole lot. Just doing the show. It's another Tuesday night. That's it's kick-ass. It's kick-ass. Oh, thank you. Thank you. What was you, you, you said your name was Chili? Chili B. Chili yeah. B. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know, I know I missed a window on this. Um... Uh, the Beatles thing. Um, you know what song I I would love to hear them do? Yeah, what's that? Have you seen this Northwestern Mutual commercial? It runs all the time. They 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 um, play this Dolly Parton song. You know what it is? Yes, I have seen. It's nine. What to, is it? Nine it's, to um, five. What is it? Nine to five. What? That's the song they do. No, it's not. That's not how it goes. Yeah. No, it's it's uh, working nine to ten. What a quick way to make a living, isn't that it? Yeah, but that's not the that's a Dolly Parton song. It's based on a Dolly Parton song. It's nine to ten, though, right? Yeah, but that's what they do. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't. You know, it, you didn't know that that's what they do. No. Well, that's what they do. I thought it was, it was a, that's a song about like a day trader or something. Like that's a quick way to make a living. Nine to ten. Yeah. No, but it's a, it, look, it's a Dolly Parton song. Oh, okay, I, all right. Admittedly, all right. I'm not paying that much attention to the commercial. I know that, the, the, what is it, Northwestern? I, yeah, Central? yeah. Yeah, that's a Dolly Parton song. No biggie, no biggie. Yeah. Hey, this Trump stuff is, is just crazy, isn't it? Yeah, that's for sure. Oof. Right. I don't if you saw any any of that game last night. He he came off of the Star Spangled Banner, didn't know any of the words. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like, Bleh. what do they call that? Thousand yard stare? Is that what that's called? When you're just kind of like zoned out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. It's almost like a, he's like medicated. Could be, or he needs to be. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, speaking of, you check out this uh, that Wolf book. Oh, what's that? Fire and Fury. Yes. Not yet. No, oh my I God! Don't. You got to read this thing. You're reading it? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and like everybody around him, you know. Of course, they all say that he's stupid, that he's got no focus. 
he eats horribly. Now they're saying he's in bed until like 11. He's dim. He's dull. His ties are way too long. His jackets are too big. All that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that's like a pretty big bombshell in this is, is that nobody on his team thought that he was going to win. And so because of that, they're all planning to whatever parlay the fame notoriety that they got from being on his campaign into real-world jobs when he lost, when he ultimately lost, which they all all thought he would. You know, they'd they'd be writing books and hosting TV shows and and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he won. Yeah, and I, I heard that he didn't even want to win. No, it's true. Yeah, that's what they say. And um, the one thing that that um, that plays plays into that, it's not in the book, but but I've heard this from multiple sources, is that Trump was most upset of, about winning uh, because it, it it scuppered his plans to become the new lead singer for the Cro-Mags. The Cro-Mags, what the the New York hardcore band. Yeah, yeah, they're Trump's favorite band, and, and I, I, I heard it was mentioned on the best show maybe last year that Trump frequented these hardcore punk shows at CB's and the Ritz, like back in the late '80s and the early '90s. Yeah, and I, if I, I remember that happening that somebody called in and talked about that uh, last year on the show, and there that there was even like a photo floating around that showed uh, Trump at the. Uh, and in, I was at like an agnostic front show out in the in the pit. Oh my god! I, I have to I have to Google that. That sounds pretty. That sounds pretty cool. So anyway, um, Trump, Harley Flanagan, uh, Paris, and Mackey were in full rehearsals for a tour. But then he, he got elected, and he was furious because he couldn't tour. You know, so he easily bummed. But but the interesting thing is that he and Harley still talk every day. Harley is Harley Flanagan, the the bassist and founder of the Cro-Mags, who's kind of a very outspoken and and kind of, I guess you'd say, violent kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's uh, you know, he's got a a hair trigger from from uh, what I hear, and and. You know, that, that plays into this. Trump apparently wanted to make him press secretary, but he was worried that Harley would keep going off message and every press conference would kind of devolve into Harley going on about how crazy and off the hook the Lower East Side was back in the day. Uh-huh. You know? Just turning the press, like they, there's business to be conducted at a, at these uh, press conferences. Yeah. And he would turn it into a thing just talking about just like, you should have been there. Like, yeah, you weren't there. And then, like, the chances are, like, he'd tear off his shirt and, you know, you'd see that big, whatever, like, bat tattoo that is on his chest. And he'd get up and, like, uh, I don't know, um, Wolf Blitzer's face or, or, or someone or, um, Hallie Jackson, you know, and that's not, that's a bad scene. Yeah, that would not be, that would not be, uh, what you're, what, what would you expect out of a press conference? No, 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 you can't risk it. Yeah. It's really weird. So, um, with all this you're saying, mm-hmm. it's like, this is, where are you getting this from? Oh, well, you know, a reporter never reveals his sources, alright? Let's, let's just say I have it on deep, deep back rub, alright? Uh-huh. Oh, wait, on deep back rub? Yeah. What is deep back rub? 
<laughs> You're in the media and, and, and you've never heard that term? Are you serious? Deep back rub? No. I've never, ever heard anyone say deep back rub. I mean, I've heard people say deep background. Wait, what is it? Deep background. Oh, that makes more sense than deep back rub. Mm-hmm. Oh, I... I, I Yes, the guys were having one over on me. They they said it was it was called deep back rub. Uh huh. So they were somebody was kind of making you look like a fool. Yeah, you know, or or, or as Liam uh, Gallagher would say, making me look a C. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay, I, I didn't know that that's a thing. Yeah. To say that, but yep. He's uh yeah, very very uh charismatic. Liam he Gallagher. is. He is, and I'll tell you. Nobody wears a, a, a parka on stage like that or sings with his hands behind his back like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd almost think he looks so bored with the things you'd almost think he's heard Oasis. Oasis. Right. Yeah, I can't see that. It's like, uh, yeah. I, it's, it's, uh, but I guess they're probably going to have some huge reunion at some point, huh? Oh, you know they will. You know, I, I just don't know. I, you know, like the the big question I think for everybody is is uh, you know is Giggsy going to be there? That's what everybody is talking about. Yeah, I my money is if Giggsy ain't there, there's no there's no tour. So you don't think the two brothers will reunite Oasis? If Giggsy's not there, no, are you kidding? Not without that, no. th- those those patented bass runs. Yeah. yeah. What about Bonehead? Yeah, Bonehead will probably be there. I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, but do you think a reunion? It's like the Gallagher's. Yes. Can a reunion happen with one of the Gallagher's, but Bonehead and Giggsy? That's not. That's not my oasis. Uh huh. You need sure. all of them. You need all, all. I of need them. all of them. I need. I need. I even need Tony Carroll. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, um, wait. Now, you said you lived where in Lower East Newbridge Heights? Yes. Yeah. Why? Because that's how, that's out where I live. Yeah, I know. Oh, you know that? How How do you know that? Well, because I see you every day. Hold on. Wait. You see me every day? Yeah. At in, in the Lower East? Yeah. Where? In your yard. In in my yard? Yeah. You see me in my yard? Yeah, yeah. I'm your snowman. Hold on, wait, what's that? I'm your snowman. Why? My snowman. Yeah. You're my snowman. I am, yeah, and I'll tell you, dude... You gotta get that damn dog to stop peeing on me because I'm sick of it. It's 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 humiliating, and I'm not gonna tolerate it anymore. Hey hey Mike, um, can we tighten it up on your end a little bit with the prank phone calls getting through? If you don't mind. Good, please. All right. So who who is this really? I told you, it's me, Chili B, your snowman. Okay, this is just stupid now. This is actually starting to bother me. Um, all right, hold on. Let me get my phone. I got this home security app, Creepy Gone. can kind of keep an eye on my own, my house. All right, 
I'm logged in now. Just to take the jokes once and for all. Put them to rest. I'm looking at my front yard. And there you wait there wait where are you you're supposed to be on you were on the front yard when I left at like six today yeah to yeah I know the show. Hey, I'll tell you man you gotta cut back on that coffee you know you you carry that whole big pot with you into your out, out to your car and you know take it easy with that all right Take it eat okay. You, it's too much coffee. But, I, but that I said, a, yeah. I do think it's helping you blow through that Black Sabbath book. You're you're almost done it, right? Uh-huh. The Black Sabbath FAQ book? Yeah. 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 Almost done. Yeah. Where did you did you start at the beginning? I I personally would have gone straight to Gillian. No, I in, read I've been Gillian. reading it I've been reading it straight through. And there's a very interesting section now of the book where they talk about uh just all the lead singers after Ian Gillen. Tony Martin. Tony Martin. I was going to say Tony Wright. Yeah. And uh, Ray Gillen. Right? Is it Ray? Ian. But there was another Gillen after. There, oh, oh, you're right. I, I, I think it is Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Do they talk about body count guitarist Ernie C. of producing one of those latter records? Yes. The one on IRS Records. Oh my God! You remember when Black Sabbath was on IRS Records? I think Terry Chimes played the drums. It is amazing the cla- the drummer from the Clash, and the the guitarist or bassist from Body Count, guitar player, yeah, Ernie C. Why well, Ernie C. is producing Black Sabbath? Yeah, and the guy from the Clash is drumming for them. Yeah. Makes sense, though. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> so, hey, wait, wait, if you're not in my yard, where are you right now? Oh, I'm out and about. Don't don't worry about it. Hey, what's your read on your garbage man? On oh, my garbage man? I, I really don't know the garbage man. To, oh, it's Donnie. And I'll tell you one thing. I think yeah. he's a creep. You think the garbage man's a creep? I know he is. He, he just has that look. He's like a... It's like a cross between Tim Kazarinsky's character in Neighbors, you know, the guy that snakes the sewers, and, and Donald Trump Jr. in real life. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's he's a little oily. Yeah. yeah. You know what I do? Yeah. What's that? I sing little songs while he's loading your trash into the truck. I, I, it's like, he's the garbage man making garbage plans to go get Shafache tonight. Dumb mutant has no idea where the voice is coming from. He's looking around. Yeah, well, to be fair, though, he's looking around for it, and he's seeing a snowman. He's not expecting a snowman to be singing. That's the beauty of it, right? Yeah. So, but you're kind of (laughs) jerk him around a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Hey, speaking of songs. Uh Uh-huh. I like Christmas songs, but I'll tell you, I, I do get my fill by the 25th. Sure. I mean, it, 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 it's fun to see all and hear all the carolers come to your house, you know, but I'll tell you, I'll melt happy if I never have to hear those songs again. You'll melt happy? Yeah, okay. yeah. And, and, and the logic of some of these songs, I mean, who's getting oh ear? Like, what, are there specific ones you're thinking of? Well, that one, you know, the, 
what, to bring us some figgy pudding and bring it right here? I mean, that that's a pretty disturbing line on, on a multitude of levels. But uh, bring it right here. Like, where where the F else are they going to bring it? You know, it's like, uh, and, and, and bring it over there, and we'll tuck into it in a scotch. I mean, is that? Yeah. What is good. that? Yeah, that's fair. That's a... It's a good observation. Our mouths are here. Mm-hmm. So bring it here. But I'll, I'll tell you a, a less obvious one. Winter Wonderland. Yeah. You know, um, in the meadow we can build a snowman and pretend that he is Parson Brown. We'll say, he'll say, are you married? We'll say no, man, but you can do the job when you're in town. They've already established that this encounter is taking place in a GD meadow, right? Yeah. And now they're saying that Parson Brown, he can marry them in in the city? I mean, it's like, get get your geography straight, you old-timey nitwits, right? Fair, yeah, yeah, but I got got to say these are fair points, but I I think, I think you might be overthinking all this a little, a little much. Okay, maybe, but, maybe, but, but, what's with the, the... We'll say no man line. I mean, who's this couple? Grace Slick and, and Paul Kantner? Uh-huh. Like, sh- show the parson slash snowman some respect, you drug-soaked Mansonites. Man, drug-soaked Mansonites. Yeah, were we, Altamont? That's... No, man! Yeah, I guess, uh... Yeah, I guess it is a little, a little weirdly... Hippie-ish. Right? I mean, and this song, I don't, even, I don't even know when the song was written, but it's like, I don't know. It's, 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 uh, the world's crazy, right? And getting crazier, some might it, say. It feels like it is. It feels yeah. like it is. Hey, yeah. speaking of crazy, um, crazy things, and holiday songs, you didn't create me until mid-December, so I wasn't around for Halloween. Yeah. But we snow people hear gossip now and then, and I know about the Monster Mash, but is there really a novelty song by the Bee Gees called Horror Party at Studio 54? Wait, a song by the Bee Gees called Horror Party, what is it? Horror, Horror Party at Studio 54. Someone no, told I've, me about it. I've never heard uh, of any such song. Um, I've no, how did you know how it goes? Well, it, it's supposed to be something like... While the Wolfman was off Frankenstein, and Dracula had Aquaman's inner space, and okay, the thing um, had I, a I thing have, in his hand. Yeah, and, no, no, I'm stopping. I'm, I, I have to stop you on that. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can't sing anymore. It gets dirtier. Yeah, well, it That's just the first line. It started off very It starts filthy. off with, with the Wolfman line, yeah. Yeah, that's filthy. It's a sickness, I guess. Yeah, yeah but look. It, well, is it real? I, I have no idea. Okay. If it's a real Bee Gees song or not, but I mean, I can only, in terms of what I'm trying to do on this show, right? There's really, there's just like no place for like filth like that on okay. this show. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. And also, Aquaman wasn't a monster. Sure, he was. He was. He's not. No. Huh? He's a superhero. Oh. But he has those abs, though, right? He's, he's like he's got a, a tight bod, though, right? It's pretty ripped. I mean, yeah. uh, in the comic book, he kind of looked like uh, he was just a blonde guy in an orange uh, gill suit swimming around. But in the movie now, he looks like he's in uh, 
Looks like he plays with Zach Wild. Oh, really? Like, oh, wait, you're not thinking of, of, of uh, what's it called, The Shape of Water? No, not that movie. Okay, because he's a hottie, too. I mean, he's, he's got like a weird thin face, but the, the mouth is very, very attractive, and, and the, you know, and... And the abs are, are pretty taut also. Yeah, and I'm not talking, I'm talking about the movie. He looks like he's in, was it Black Label Society? Black Label Society. Zach Wilde's uh, Black Label yeah. Society. Yeah. Like it looks like he's, he's in, he's one of Zach's guys. He could be, he could be. Hey, speaking of, 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 of rock music. Yeah. I'm really getting into it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm new to Earth, so you know I I don't know the names of, of all of of pretty much any of the records of, of the new stuff. I, I I just know the music and and the album covers. Okay, like what what kind of stuff are you into? Like what are your favorites so far? Well, I, I like this band. Um, they're called Pavement, and this album I think it's called Two Guys and a Dog Keeping Warm by an Outdoor Fireplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually called Wowie Zowie. What's it called? Wowie Zowie. Wowie Zowie. Yeah. Write that down. Um, I also like this this um, this guy Iggy Pop. Um, he has this album. Um, it has a song called I think it's called The Passenger, and the album's called I'm Having Fun. Is it just a picture of him looking pleasant on? He's like having fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's Lust for Life. What's it called? Lust for Life. Oh, okay. Well, I'm getting into, into like some of this. Um, I guess it's called like hardcore punk. Um, this band Husker Du. Uh huh. Yeah, of course. It's this double album, and it's called "The Case of the Three Junkyard Lurkers." Okay. Um, that's Zen Arcade. What's it called? Zen Arcade. Oh, going by the cover, you'd think it was called "The Case of the Three Junkyard Lurkers." I see. I see your point. Yes. Um, have you heard this song called "When Doves Cry"? By Prince. Yes, it's on this record. Um, I, I assume it's called Getting Ready to Take My Girl on a Foggy Motorcycle Ride. Is that what it's called? Uh, no, that's called Purple Rain, actually. Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, have you heard of this guy named Nick Cave? Yes, of course. Um, I like this record. It has that song that goes, um, They take apart their bodies like toys for the local boys, because they're always there by the water's edge. Uh, the album's called, um, I think it's called I Banished Thee, Naked Lady. Uh, yeah, no, um, Push the Sky Away. Oh. Huh. Yeah. And um, if they you say reggae? it's only rock and roll. The, yes, I think that's on there, yes. Yeah. 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 Um, do I like have reggae? You, have you heard of reggae? Sure. I like this guy, Bob Marley, and it's oh, his okay. album, um, it's called Smoking Pot. It's it's not called smoking pot. Sure it is. That's no. what that's what's happening on the cover. Oh uh, no, that's uh catch a fire. Catch a fire, I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> yeah, no. Um there's this this band, um they're actually called the band. Sure. And it's kinda of like this old timey music that's kinda of rock. I really like this record of theirs. It's called A Child's First Painting. <laughs> no, that's uh it's that's called music from the big pink. Oh, yeah. Then Bob Dylan painted that. Is he a child? He no, he was an adult at that point. Really? Yes. Interesting. Not known Interesting. for painting, but well, huh? Huh? 
I, I enjoy this this duo, uh, kind of soulful but kind of rock. They're called Hall and Oates. Oh, of course, yeah. I like this uh, album. It's got a song called Rich Girl on it, and um, I assume the record's called The Two Miniature Men Who Lived on Wine and Crackers and Wrote Songs Surrounded by Ferns in a Recording Studio. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's not the... It's called Bigger Than the Both of Us, that album. It's a very, oh. very popular album for them. Oh, it is. Interesting. Uh-huh. Well, I like it. So yeah. I, if you had any recommendations, I'd be into it. Well, that I think you're kind of. That's a good start. It's very kind of good. on a good track. What's that? I'm kind of on a good track. I think so. I think you are on a good track, Chili. That's cool. Um, you know, I'm having a great time seeing all these new movies too. Uh, well, can what an I, experience. Can I ask, actually, considering that you're a snowman, uh-huh. how you're seeing movies? Oh, you know, there's um, there's a, a Snow People Cineplex under the Maurice Kern Pre Memorial Overpass. There, there is really. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, man. Oh, I, I love going to the movies, and I really love popcorn. Okay. I've never had it before. So yummy! Oh, it's total numbers. And I like to eat um, popcorn and, and Twizzlers in combination. Okay. It's really good. And, and listen, before the Cretans on your message board get their khakis in a curl, yes, I've tried red vines, and the jury is in. Uh, they suck. Yeah. You don't like red vines. Don't like it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you know, look, that's a matter of taste, I guess. And <laughs> That couldn't be more true. Yeah. What? So what's the most recent movie you've seen? The most recent one? Uh, oh, um, I saw that movie um, about the woman who runs the poker games. Yes, yes, that's uh, Molly's Game. What's it called? It's called Molly's Game. It is? Yeah. Oh. Well, this isn't any kind of spoiler or anything, but I just assumed it was called The Mean Father Who Somehow Knew Exactly When to Turn Up at a Very Specific Skating Rink in Order to Be Involved in One of the Weirdest Conversations in the History of Film. It's not called that. No, it's not. It's Molly's Game. Simpler title than that. Mm -hmm. And those scenes, I always... Scenes when somebody shows up at the place where the other person is, right. and there's no way for them to, or like they show, like they, you see that a lot of times in movies at like a cemetery. Right, yeah. And the person, the other person, they always say the same thing. I knew I'd find you here. Yeah. This is like the Muhammad Ali of that kind of scene. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I look, I'm still wrapping my head around that there's a, it's a movie theater for s- snow people in like right in Newbridge. Oh, we have all, all the stuff and we do all the things that you fleshies have and do. You know, we go to the park, we go shopping, we go to restaurants. Uh-huh. So when yeah. if you're doing this stuff, when are you actually going to these places? Cuz I see I see you out in in my yard all day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you know, we snow people we get up to our um snow shenanigans when you guys all go to sleep. Really? Yeah, that's when we snow our wild oats. Uh-huh. You're really working the puns there, huh? <laughs> Jealous the much? No puns. Um no. Uh little bit. Uh, well, a, a, a little tiny, bit. A tiny bit. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yes. You wish it was you were as cool as I am, get it? Oh, I, yes, I get it. <laughs> all right, it's all right. I'll let that one, that one can stand, you know. Ah, oh, keep them coming. 
What's that? I said, keep them coming. <clears throat> keep, who are you talking to? Bartender. Wait, you're at a bar? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, Igloo's place. It's 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 run by a guy named Lou. Get it, Igloo? Yeah, I okay, I get it. Sure. Yeah. I'll probably be here until you come outside uh, to your front yard at 5 a.m. to take a squeege. Why do you do that up front? What are you talking well, there's, you know, it's, it's a, I don't know. It's like it comes from camping, I guess. It, yeah, I, I, I see it. I get yeah. it. I get it. Oh, oh, I'll tell you, my wife and I, we are not getting along. Wait, you're married? Oh, yeah. Who, who are you married to? Jill. Okay. Uh, she's a snow woman. Uh-huh. Yeah, she, she lives a block away um, in front of the Schwarzenberg's house. Uh, uh, okay. All Weird right. family. Sure. So what, what, uh. What those guys are getting up to. What, if you don't mind me asking, what's going on between the two of you where you're not getting along? Oh, you know, the usual. Married too soon after meeting. You know, when those, when those snow sparks fly, though, you know, you, uh, your mind gets, I don't know, you know, you're just thinking from a different, from a different region of your body, right? You know, and you really can't build a real relationship on on physical attraction, and you know how well someone can polish your carrot. You know, Ugh. it doesn't work that way. Yeah, no, it does. It, it doesn't, and that's not. What I you know, on topic. Yeah, I found a stack of those penthouse forum magazines behind your neighbor Herb's tool shed. Penthouse forum is the magazine. That's like that's like like people sending in letters, like like that get published in the thing talking about all like their their uh, erotic encounters. Mm-hmm. He's like completely exaggerated. Totally, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I read a few of them, and I tell you, it really got my snow boiling. Any young person, you know, who doesn't have any sexual experience who reads this garbage, they're, they're going to think that that animalistic consequenceless sex really exists and, and 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 it's not dangerous. Yeah, I mean it is it does send weird messages and it's weird kind of I think it's very confusing like weird I, signals yeah. that that uh people very 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 can create some troubling situations. I agree and that's why I have been writing a book called Penthouse Forum Postscripts. Uh, uh what is that? Well, it's um, it's kind of what the the, the, the really title implies. Huh? Realistic tales of the aftermath of, of these hedonistic sexual encounters. Uh huh. I'd love to read one for you. I don't know. I mean, is it clean? It, it's totally clean. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, let's hear it. All right. I was at my son Marley's baseball game, and my phone rang. It was Shelley, the woman from work who I had that amazing sex with last month. I answered the phone certain she wanted another copy room rendezvous. The tone and fragility of Shelley's voice immediately made me realize a love romp was not in the cards. I'm pregnant, Shelley sighed. My heart sank as I felt my world slowly crumbling. Beside me sat Julia, my wife of 15 years. She'd been with me through some of the worst moments of my life. She worked at night at UPS so I could go to law school. She'd be absolutely gutted if she knew what I'd done. 
that I took a whiz on my marriage vows. It's so sad. And took advantage of a much younger woman just so I could satisfy my base sexual cravings. I excused myself from the grandstand and I hid behind the Little League snack bar begging Shelly to do the right thing. But she wouldn't have it. She was determined to see this okay. thing through. I, yeah. I, can't, I can't. We get it. That's enough of that. Well, I, I've, got, I've got some from the female perspective. Okay. I guess Want to hear one? You know what? Sure. Let's, okay. uh, I would be interested to see what this is like. Okay. The silent notification went off while I was in the board meeting, and I shivered with excitement. It was blinking the color I had assigned to Eric, the guy from last week I'd spent months strategizing around. I could hardly wait to get out of the meeting and check it, but when I finally did, it was just Eric saying, I think so, in reply to a Radiohead question I'd asked him three days ago. I immediately screen-capped it and sent it to seven friends so they could tell me what a heartless jerk he was and make me feel both worse and better. Uh-huh. Okay, th- these are very depressing. Well, that's reality. Oh, yeah. hang on, hang on. My my publicist is texting. Your publicist? Oh, my God! What? What is, what's, what is it? Oh. What's wrong? I just got nominated for 12 Golden Snow Globes. Snow, golden Snow Globe? Yeah! What 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 is a golden snow globe? It's exactly what you think it is. It's the golden globes, but for us snow people. Oh my god! Uh huh. Wait, twelve nominations? Yes. Well, can I ask what you what do you do? Oh, well, I'm I'm kind of like the the Tyler Perry or Seth MacFarlane of the snow set. I, I churn out a whole slew of movies and TV shows geared to ice people. Okay. I've got shows like uh, uh, and, and films like the Diary of a Mad Snow Woman, uh, Chili Bee Gets Down, Chili Bee Gets Down Two, Dance with the One That Built You, Meet the Snowdens, uh-huh. Eat My Top Hat, to name just a handful. Wow, you really have a pretty full slate there. Very successful stuff too. Yeah. Um, wow, that's that's very entrepreneurial. I had no idea. You were you were in the biz like that. Oh yeah, yeah. I am the biz pretty much. Well, you know, look, you're uh, on my front lawn, and you know, maybe uh, who knows? Maybe you could hire me to uh, staff up on one of the uh, one of the movies or TV shows you got going there. <laughs> That's cute. Uh-huh. Wait, what, what's what, what's so funny? Uh, um. Look, son, I read the radio detective. Wait, you you read the radio? How did you read the radio detective? Well, um, you know, it it fell out of the trash can when Donnie was dumping it uh, into the garbage truck. And I I, I picked it up and I read it. Uh Hey, you know what? I'm sure your listeners would love to get a glimpse into what you work on during the day when you're not working on the best show. So that's okay. That's okay. I I think they really wouldn't. I mean, uh, look, the radio detective is not my best work in the scheme of things. Oh, come on, just just nutshell it, please, please. I'll never ask anything from you again. Ooh. All right. Well. 
Okay, I wrote a screenplay that was a. It's not. Look, I'm not. It's not great. It's not good. Probably. Come on, just just. It's um. Okay, it's. A, I wrote a screenplay about a the host of a call-in comedy radio show, and his name is Thom or Tom, but with an H. Mm-hmm. Tom, you know, I always thought it'd be said Thom in it. And um, oh, you're actually pronouncing it Thom in in the script. Yes. Oh my God. Okay, continue. Sorry. Uh huh. Well, you know, I thought the the one in the plot of of the uh, radio detective that. One night, Thom gets a call on the air from somebody that's afraid that somebody's out to kill him. From a, that's what a caller's worried about. And then Thom thinks it's a joke, and then until he hears, like, gunshots in the background, and then the line goes dead. Right. So then he's he's in, intrigued by that. Right. So then he starts to, like, in, look into the call and investigate, and then he finds out that, yeah, there's a murder did take place but the police are not following up on the case they're not interested in it at all so then thom um kind of like picks up all the the elements that are laying around and tries to solve the murder himself right and the murder turns out to actually be part of a conspiracy that goes all the way to the white house and Thom eventually catches the murderer during a uh, dramatic fight, which takes place on top of the Washington Monument. Okay, now, now, do the end that it it was written in in like this on the on the pages. It was written in pencil, and it looked like you were very angry when you wrote it. Mm-hmm. Read that part, or uh, explain what that part was. Sure, it's yeah. I mean, it's about it's like. The fight's taking place on top of the Washington Monument, and then everybody in Washington is so impressed <laughs> that they lobby the sitting president, whose name is President Parker, mm-hmm. to step down and then let Thom become president of the United States. Uh-huh. And then President Parker agrees, so then the next president is uh, President Thom Starling. Is the forty sixth president of the United States, President Starling? Yeah, and look, I told you it wasn't my best work. Okay. Well, Tom, uh, unfortunately, um, I read most of the other ideas that you left in the trash out on the curb over over the last couple months. Yeah. And the radio detective is your best work. Really? Yeah, yeah. I read all of it. I read. Get Sharpling, I read The Jersey Jester, I read Revenge on the World's uh, par- Parts 1 through 7. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh... uh Settling Scores. Mm-hmm. Um, and set, that set one them. is so crazy. The Maiming of the Coward Kevin Smith by the Godlike Tad Shockling. Uh-huh. Well, first what of all, is that? First of all, it was Settling Scores. It's an N apostrophe, not Settling. Oh, is it like a Western? Yes. Okay. And it's about like a, <laughs> it's about like an old a cowboy DJ. I don't want to talk. Why? I can't even believe you read all of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Look, uh, look. I, I'm just trying to help you. Okay. Sometimes in life you're off target and you don't even know it. And I think this is one of those cases. 
I'll be brutally honest. Writing just isn't your thing. Just like working in a hot steel mill wouldn't be my thing. I'd melt. Really? Yeah, yeah. So what, 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 what do you think I should be doing for a living? Well, you know, just from my front yard vantage point, I, I see you exhibiting a, a few marketable skills, at least. Like what? Well, you're very good at organizing, cleaning, and maintaining those those wacky packages you're always carrying yeah, around. I do like to keep them in order. Yeah. Maybe you could get a job at one of those punnily named cleaning businesses like Clean and Jerks, that company that only employs a-holes to keep your house clean and spotless. Uh, so, wait, you only think the only thing I am qualified to do is to get a job cleaning in houses? Well, no, I, you know, I, I do see you doing the, those jigsaw puzzles on your dining room table all day. Um, sure, it, it seems to take you five times as long as it would take, say, a, a teenager to, to put it all together, and you do start crying when you get stuck, but you do always see it through to its conclusion. I give you that. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, try, I try because if you're going to start a puzzle, it's... A I, how, but how would I even make a living doing puzzles? Look, I, I can't hold your hand through life. You're going to have to ice up and figure this thing out for yourself. All I know is writing, yeah, you just don't have it. Oh, no. Yeah, sorry. Oh. Look, i got to get ready to do my podcast. Your podcast? You have yeah, a podcast. Yeah, on my tab. I didn't, I didn't know you had a podcast. Uh, You're really hitting that bottle there, huh? I am, yeah, I need to. Yeah. I don't want to go home. Yeah. yeah um, What's your podcast? Yes, uh, it's called The Iceman Podeth. Uh-huh, okay. Yeah, I interview all the biggest names in snow business. But tonight I'm talking to one of the biggest names in uh, in um, fleshy broadcasting. Okay. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's this guy, his name's A.P. Mike. Uh-huh, uh, yeah. I, I don't know who he is, but my producer says he's the next big thing in radio. Um, unfortunately, he's tethered to this, I guess it's like a romper room radio show, and he's just hes just sitting there biding his time before the host realizes that his 15 minutes is up and he has to retire into flagrant obscurity, hopefully sooner than later. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anywho, I'll, I'll see you in the morning, unless I get lucky on the way out of here. <laughs> All right, later, bra. Take it cool. Oh, Keep oh, it icy. You too, Chili B. Help oh, me, hung up. Oh, well, that is a new low that I did not even think was possible um, to get refused employment by a snowman who is not even going to exist in like four months. To- not even four months. Well, you know, the hits just keep on coming, as they say. And speaking of hits that keep on coming, here's something by, by, no, not by that, by Black Mountain.
Mountain, right? I know, right? That album came out, I think, like 10 years ago. So good. Always love Black Mountain. That was their first album. That song is called Drug or Not. That's from their self-titled first album, which had a 10th anniversary deluxe reissue by Jag Jaguar. And you can check that out. Go buy everything you can from them and everything on the label. They put out Angel Olsen records. Those are my favorite. So much good stuff. No shortage of good stuff. Right? No shortage of good stuff. Oh, we were talking about me being snowed in a casino. Yes. But we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. Besho, hi. Hey, Tom, how's it going? It's going. To whom am I speaking? You're speaking to Caroline in Brooklyn. Caroline, what's going on? I got a very short list of things that I love and hate. That you're conflicted about? Yeah, I'm pretty conflicted about all of them. Like, what's one where you're like, I don't know if I like this thing or hate this thing? Exercising. Exercising, that's a good... What do you hate about it, obviously? I think that's pretty easy to figure out. It's what everybody hates about exercising, is it's it's exercising. It's exertion. It's movement. It's taxing. And it seems futile when you're doing it because the quote-unquote gains mm-hmm. are incremental, right? You have to, like, work gradually. But we live in a fast-paced go-go world where everybody wants everything right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to flip a button and be totally fit, but that's just not going to happen. You know? No, that's not. So that's the part that you don't like is the, is the step toward the exertion. When you're doing it, do you like it then? Yeah, it depends on the exercise. You know, I'm not a gym rat or anything, but I enjoy, like, biking around or taking a brisk constitutional. Mm-hmm. And when I'm in the progress of doing those things, the, the the pleasure of the act itself kind of outweighs the, oh, am I doing this right feeling. Sure. A brisk constitutional. Yeah, you know. I like how you Taking a walk, a walk down the promenade or the high street. Yes, you'd think... That it was the turn of the century, though, when you're talking about it. It sounds very, 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 uh, uh, not a, a very, uh, very, very old, old timey. It's all about how you frame it, right? Sure. You know, like Soul Cycle is, I've never been to Soul Cycle, but I know quite a few people who are devotees of the cult. And when they describe it, it just sounds like pure torture. Mm-hmm. You know, you're huffing and puffing on that bike, but you're not going anywhere, and they play like, bracingly loud EDM music and you're being like verbally abused by the instructor but then they tell you that you're that you're like winning and all that you know I'm, I'm getting too old for that stuff I prefer even though it sounds old timey and hokey I like the brisk constitutional after a light supper you know take a sure. walk look at uh, maybe a band playing in a gazebo somewhere what if would you feel about an old-fashioned workout they put you in the steam box your head sticking out of the top Right? Oh, I would and love then, that. I'm, then, I'm a regular attendee of Steam Bath, yeah. actually. Then, then you get put on that belt, that jiggle belt, <laughs> that thing, right? Yeah, it just jiggles your love handles yeah. until they go away. Then we throw the medicine ball around a little bit. 
lift up a barbell with one hand while wearing a leopard unitard? Yes. High over your head. Yes. Maybe there, do some sparring. <laughs> if there was a gym that offered those that as an oppor- as a workout uh, opportunity, would you sign up? I'm, you know what? I would, but I'm sure that gym exists. If anywhere, it exists here in Brooklyn. I'm, yeah. I have no doubt that somewhere in an old like button factory in Red Hook, there's a guy with an inch of pomade in his hair punching a leather medicine ball in a glove that's doing nothing for his knuckles and like yeah. using a like a rowing machine mm-hmm. and watching like a you know eight eight millimeter like Oswald the Lucky Rabbit cartoon on a loop instead uh, of Star Wars or Jeopardy or whatever they put on yeah. when you're at the gym. Pat, can you look into it and see if you can find any kind of old-timey gym in, in Brooklyn? <laughs> I can always ask Pat. Pat will do Pat, Sure. Ask Mike. What? Ask Studio. I'd only join if they had an old-timey price, too. Like, if it was, like, a nickel instead of... I mean, I think the last gym that I signed up for was, like, 40 bucks a month or something, and everyone was like, oh, that's a great great price. But, like, think of all the cheeseburgers I could be eating for 40 bucks a month, you know. All those cheeseburgers you could have been eating, right? No, that would keep me in Reese's Pieces and movie tickets for a good long while. Yeah. I'm going to think about them. And I'm glad you're doing some exercise, though. Even if it's the brisk constitutional get you there, good for you. Thanks. Can I shout out my friend before I get off the phone? Of course you can. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I thought oh, I'd you like thought to shout out up? my friend Hillis, who's listening in Brooklyn. Did you think I hung up on you? For a hot second. I'm not going to hang up on you, Caroline. Well, thanks. Well, you, I appreciate that. Well, you shouted out your friend fair and square. I sure did. And listen, let me know about that old-timey gym. Yeah, Pat's going to figure it out. Thanks, Pat, in advance. All right, thank you. Happy Bye. New Year, Tom. You too. Happy New Year. Bye. Best show, hi. Hey, Tom. Yes, hi. To whom am I speaking? This is Josh in Orlando. Josh in Orlando. What's going on in Orlando tonight, Josh? Oh. Um, not too much, just listening to that show. All right. <laughs> I, I had one for the topic. I figured you were listening to the best show. <laughs> yeah. I don't get to listen very often live, so I'm enjoying it. I've been on, I've been waiting, so I haven't heard in a few minutes, so <clears throat> hopefully I'm not missing anyone in the studio I haven't said hi to besides you. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, we're good, we're good. Just me and you. Okay. So what's going on tonight? I had a love it, hate it topic. Let's hear. What's something that you're completely conflicted about? You're you're to where you're not even sure if you like it or hate it. Yeah, it's it's kind of recent too. Um, it's Star Trek, like the whole oh. thing, start to finish. Now, what do you like about Star Trek? Well, I mean, as a kid. I obviously liked um, the the early Star Trek, and then in the nineties, I, I liked the Next Generation, and then there was one or two series after Next Generation that I didn't even give it a shot. I thought it was so lame. Like Deep Space Nine. Um, 
Sorry. Like Deep Space Nine? Yes. Voyager? Yes, right. Hmm. Interesting. So you liked Star Trek. You liked Star Trek The Next Generation, right? Right. But then you were less into the show that had the woman as the captain or the black guy as the captain. <laughs> Interesting. Didn't they, didn't press your buttons all of a sudden. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. You got me. Look, you watch that one with uh, Captain Janeway. That's the best one. Is it? Yeah. Got Neelix. Got Neelix all over that thing. Seven of nine. It's a good show. Q. Q, I think he's in it. What's Q? I don't know. That's a good one. Maybe I need to get another shot. I saw the guy who played Neelix uh, leaving in a, a Nick Cave show. <laughs> he was good. He was in Inside Lou and Davis. That guy was good. Neelix. Mike, you like Neelix? You like Inside Lou and Davis? Yeah. 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 Oh, great. It's all right. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Hear that, Cohen Brothers? Try harder next time. We yeah. thought your movie was just all right. Mike, that movie is the story of my life. That movie is not called Inside Lou and Davis. It's called Inside Me. When I look, I might as well be watching a, looking in a mirror watching that thing. You ever see that movie, my friend? I did. Did you like it? I did. I enjoyed it. He liked it, Mike, right? Sure, he didn't like... He doesn't like the lady captain on Star Trek. But, hey, what are you going to do? Look, just watch uh, Voyager. Okay. Space I'll, 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 Give him a shot. I will, I will. And now get off my phone. Best show, hi. Hello? Hello? Hey, Tom Sharpley? Speaking. Hey, it's Michael K. from Pittsburgh, PA. Oh, my Sorry, goodness. I was listening on the computer for oh, a little right. delay. This is a rock star, everybody. Yeah, no, yeah. This is Michael was. K. I think the operative word was was. Mike, remember this guy? Michael K. from the Cynics. Yeah. The rock star. Was. Was. What do you mean, Was. No, we're coming back. You're coming back. Yeah, you can't stop. Yeah, Cynics ain't stopping. We got a new rec That's it. You can't quit. You know that, Tom. You're in Even it for when life. you had that what the kidney stone or whatever, yeah. you didn't quit. You kept. You came yeah, back. I kept doing the show. Right. You did the show the whole night. You can't yeah. Come back. I put a record on for a half hour. Was in a, a pool of sweat, and then I just said, "All right, let's pick it back up and start taking calls." That was a classic. They're all classics. They're all classics. They're all thank you. I appreciate you saying that, even though I said it, made you say it. Thank you. So Michael K., Pittsburgh's, Pittsburgh's own. Do you think about what everything in Pittsburgh, what the, what the, what the city has to offer, uh, per, Promonte Brothers Sandwich, which for people, who, for people who don't the know, worst. that's, uh, it's like Jimmy John's basically. 
Yeah, it's like eating. Actually, it's actually like just eating garbage out of a garbage can. Yeah, from Andy Brothers. Come on, it's like you're picking it up on bread with bread. Yeah, you're picking garbage up. Put some French fries on there and some garbage and some maybe like uh, uh, raccoon poop. All right, Uh, take it easy. All right. So what's going on? What's going on? I'm going to watch the language. What's going on, my friend? Hey, I've been up to a lot of stuff. I downloaded the new version of Firefox browser. It's really great. It's really fast. And it uses a lot less CPU as the old version of Firefox browser. All right. Maybe I'll do that. (laughs) Hey, I was going to say something kind of off topic, and I don't want to get too dark, but I'll say one thing that is not too dark. Uh, Kind of... topic adjacent of hate love but it's kind of topic adjacent saying like something i used to love that i can't even listen to anymore i saw her today at the reception sorry rolling stones i can't listen to that song or actually any rolling stones song anymore since they refuse to uh, say that they uh don't uh, associate themselves with kkk rallies well, you lost me there for a second. What is that going to be too political? Look, no, no, no. I'm confused. I didn't know the. Refusing. I didn't know. The, I didn't know there was a big issue with the Rolling Stones and and the the KKK. No, they refuse to issue a statement saying we do not. We should not let our songs be used at these uh, KKK rallies. Wait, what song are they playing at KKK rallies? I saw her today at the reception at every speech that Donald Trump does. Anyway, I know you don't want to get political. All right, you're, but, yeah, you, but, you, but you had to get political. Look, you yeah. know I'm trying to do I'm a sorry. show here. You I'm know sorry. I'm trying to I didn't do mean here. To. You had to do it. You had to go. You had to. You had to. You had to dip the pig tail in the ink well. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't look, mean. I didn't. I just fine. had look, to get it off my chest. The love the hate thing. It's fine. Well, how do you love that? Do you love the song? I used to, but I'll never be able to listen to it again. Look, I can't look, listen to it ever again. Look, because it brings an image of. All right, it's fine. Look. You know what I'm trying. I'm trying to make this show a little bit of a refuge from. I know, I know. I can go way darker and talk about Neil Young, but. Uh, yeah, <laughs> look, I, I I'm didn't very glad you that you got me on the air so quickly because. Uh, what did you get fired from the mattress people? <laughs> what's that? Did I get fired from the mattress people? I thought I thought that I would have to wait a long time because there would be a mattress commercial, but there's no mattress. Mattress commercial. I haven't done a commercial on the show in a year and a half. I kid, I kid, because I love. Hey, Mike, is Avalanche Bob on the line by any chance? <laughs> any chance I get anything? Uh, no. I'm sorry, Tom. I'll shut up. Do you have anything it's, you want to ask me? Do I have anything? When's the next cynics album? Uh, you know what? Who knows? Who can say? All right, we'll keep uh, checking on the computer for upcoming news about the cynics. Hey, you know what? Uh, yeah. You are still the best. Yeah, I know. I know. That was not up for discussion. 
Why, were people reevaluating that? No. I know. That wasn't a topic. I was just being um, the... You're a sweet sweet person, Michael Kay. You're a sweet person. Well, you always have a place in my heart, Michael Kay. Always. Any more topics, though? Oh, oh, I didn't tell you the Neil Young thing. Uh, What is it? Here's why I can't listen to Neil Young anymore. Yeah, what's that? There was a documentary uh-huh. about Neil Young, and he was in it, and he spoke all in itself. He spoke in, in this uh, documentary, and he gleefully spoke about putting firecrackers inside of turtles' nether reasons and uh, blowing them up. And I thought, well, you know. I can't even listen to any Neil Young song anymore because you know how much I love turtles. And any person that would actually well, put firecrackers in a turtle's butt and blow them up, I can't listen to them anymore. So that's a sure. love hate thing. Gotcha. Can't listen to them anymore. Yeah, I hear no you. No more Neil Young for me. All right. How I could any you. person be do that to an animal like no. and then you could listen to their music? No, there has to be I'm a done. separation thing I'll here. Never like, listen to Neil hey, Young look, again. I love Woody Allen bananas, but the. Oh, you know. Yeah. I'll listen to no no more Neil Young. Don't worry. No more Neil never Young for again. me, nope. I'm done with it. <laughs> done right. with him. He's cruel to turtles. Oh, Michael, thank you for the call. <laughs> oh, Tom. I feel like I'm falling asleep. You ever see when a, when they deflate floats at the the Thanksgiving parade? That's where I'm at right now. I feel like a deflating float. Best show, hi. Hi, this is uh, Mary in Lansdale, PA. Mary in Lansdale, PA. What's up, Mary? Um, well, <laughs> I'm still kind of reeling from the last guy. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> nice guy. Nice guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice guy. So, um, yeah, uh, the love-hate thing. Um, yeah. So I bought my I bought my husband the Dave Weigel book on prog rock for Christmas. Yeah. Yep. And, and he's loving it. Good. Um, it's a good book. Which is great. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm sure I will read it after him, but the thing is, like, I have no, like, real positive associations with prog rock, Hmm. and I'm kind of worried that it's going to, like, he's going to somehow trick me into enjoying it. So what? So if you find something you like, and then you you like it, then it's like, oh, there's that's a nice little bonus. It's something I didn't think I liked that I'd like now. What's the bad part about that, Mary? Um, well... Uh, you liked more things than you thought you liked. That's true, but it's like I, you know, it's it's one of these things where you know you have this self-image, and you think, well, I like, you know, and this is obviously a thing where uh, I should be more of an adult than an, I, I guess fun. I mentally am. I get what you're saying. Look, I get what you're saying. It's 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 uh, you you have certain parameters, and that was outside of them. And then suddenly you're, you don't know what it would look like if you let them in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, and the thing is, it's also sort of a, because we like to antagonize each other, mm-hmm. I don't ever want to admit to him sure. if I start to enjoy it. 
Well, let me ask you a thing. Do you like uh, David Bowie? Do you like the song Heroes? Yeah. Right? It's one of your favorite songs, right? It, it, I, mm-hmm. I could be king. Right? It, it makes you, me weep. It makes you weep, right? Yeah. Oh, and yeah, what's the chill. part in that that makes you just that part that runs through the thing? That guitar, right? Yep. Yeah, I know. I know where this is going. How about when you listen to like you listen to like the Scary Monsters album and you hear Fashion? It's like right? Yeah. Oh no, I know. I know exactly. It's Robert Fripp. Or you listen to yeah. Brian, you like, you like, uh, Roxy music, of course. You like Brian Eno. Right. Yeah. He partnered up with Robert Fripp, first chance he got. No pussy footing. Some, some <laughs> great stuff. You ever listen to that yeah. album? Yeah. Th- this is, this is absolutely, um, the conversation we just had yesterday. He started going, talking about Frippertronics and stuff. Yeah. First of all, I thought he made up Frippertronics and he no. showed me, you know, this is. A real thing. Frippertronics, you got that, and then you got the, he, he, he's like, look, this is what you do. This is what I say you do. And my recommendation to you, I'm going to give you two songs to listen to. And you tell me what you think. Okay, Mary? Okay. You, you listen to Starless by King Crimson. Okay, let me and, write this down. Starless by King Crimson. Yes. And then you listen to, uh, you listen to, uh, 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 listen to, uh, Yours is No Disgrace by Yes. Oh boy, this is. <laughs> I'm okay, giving okay. you just two, right. just two. All, All right. right. Yours is No Disgrace by Yes. All right, and then you call me next week. Okay, I can All do right. that. All right. All right. Great, you have a great night. You too. All right. Oh, I'm so tired, Mike. It tired me out. Right? Yeah. It's like my brain went to a boxing. It was in a boxing match. Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. It's Michelle, the oil head. Oh, How are goodness. you? I'm, I'm well. Michelle, for people who everybody knows who this is, this is Michelle, the the Oreo fan who who keeps us in the loop with what's going on in the Oreo cookie community. And she came to the Best Show holiday party and brought about 400 pounds of Oreo cookies that we're still haunted by. Yeah, how's the the pile? Make a dent in it yet? People are making a dent in it. That's good. Um, I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. And thank you for coming and bringing all those cookies. What's going on tonight, Michelle? Well, you know, I like the topic. It's very um, on point, as they say, with with the Oreos, because, you know, I love Oreos, but I hate how much I love Oreos. You know, it's kind of ruining my life, but in a good way, I guess. You ever look at an Oreo and just be like, why? Why? Oh, all the time. All the time. How did... I just, you know, here's some fresh Oreo news for you. I just picked up the two new flavors and some Oreo Thins, and I didn't want to, but my partner, who you met, Connor, he, yeah. he dragged me to Target, Sweet and he guy. was like, we're doing this, and we ended up buying the Oreos, and here I am, and the cycle repeats. And you're back, and now you're in the parking lot shoving Oreos in your mouth. 
That's exactly what happened. We didn't even leave the Target parking lot, and he had the the hot and spicy Oreos open, and he was already shoving them in my mouth. It was quite an experience. Yeah, to put the spicy. I don't like the spicy ones. They weren't good. No, that's my review. They like if you have ever had um, red hot gum. It just tastes like that in cream form on an Oreo cookie, and it's not good. I could actually it's throw not the up. worst Oreo I've had, I, but I it's could not. actually throw up from that description of them. I almost did, but it wasn't that bad. I mean, in my opinion, nothing is worse than any any time Oreo tries to do anything strawberry flavored. That's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, you hear that, Mike? But did you order pizza out there, Mike? It's okay. You don't have to. I'm not begging anybody to order pizza. Just telling you if you guys want it, you can get it. That's fine. I don't care. I always offer. I always offer. All right. They decided against pizza. I'm sorry That's to hear fine. that. There's no old-timey gyms, according to Pat, by the way. No gym in Brooklyn where they throw a medicine ball around and you get in a box, the steam box. There's there's some spas that have like old timey looking um, stretching machines and uh-huh. stuff like that, but yeah. modern looking. Yeah. It doesn't really look. Yeah, not really old timey. There's a thousand dollar idea somewhere. What do you think about opening one? If we open one. Me and you open a gym. Old fashioned workouts, yeah. right? Handlebars. Handlebars Fitness, Handlebars right? Fitness. Think about it. Kettlebells. 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 No, we'll have uh, buckets full of water on sticks. Medicine balls. Medicine balls. We'll have broom hand. We'll have broom handles with buckets on each side filled with sand and water. You work out the way that you work out the way your grandpappy used to work out. That's the slogan. Work out the way your grandpappy used to work out. What do you think about that, Michelle? Oreo, Michelle. Oh, I think that's great marketing. I'd buy. I'd buy it. Work out the way your grandpappy used to work out. Handlebars Fitness. I like the word the word grandpappy. I think that really makes the slogan. Yeah, and we'll have all sorts of tonics and whatnot, right? Yeah, like red hot cream tonics. Yeah. But you know what we'll do? It'll just be these Oreos you left here. We'll just liquefy them. Oh, that'd be we'll great. Just, you we'll should, just, like, liquefy them all. Yeah. Put them we'll in just, a Vitamix. Yeah, just liquefy them and then have people smear Oreo cream on their face. And all, all those chemicals melt together at the end of the day. It, it'll create a whole new flavor. Mike wants or to... Or a whole new serum. Yes. Mike wants to know if I've ever heard of Yoga Walk with Goats. Yoga with Goats. Oh, I've heard of that. Yoga with goats? I, I have not heard of that. It's a real thing. So you go out into like a field, right? And there's these goats and you're just doing yoga and you're surrounded by goats and they just come up to you and it's really cute if you're not afraid of goats. Why would somebody be afraid of goats? The weird sideways eyes? Maybe. Or maybe they're just afraid of like being touched by an animal. Like maybe they're afraid it's going to go rogue or something. But I think I think goats are pretty calm. I like goats. Shallow I when I so was young, right? Play with a goat, listen to some Neil Diamond. 
Goats like Neil Diamond. They love him. Yeah, I heard that's their favorite artist, musical artist. Yes. All right, Michelle. Thank you for the update. You're welcome. Um, I would also like to recommend the hazelnut Oreos. That was that was a good flavor I tried. And which, and the which, which uh, flavor bites. Which flavor was good? Ha- hazelnut. Hazelnut Hateful Oreos. Oreos. Yeah, that's the other new flavor. Hateful. Oh, that sounds. You hear that, Mike? It's like new- it's like Nutella, but not branded, but yeah. it's very good. Michelle says there's a Oreo called Hateful Eight. <laughs> yeah, Hateful Eight. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Michelle. You're welcome. Um, I'm being told. I'm being told to go to the hotline. Being told there's a star on the hotline. Hello. What is that? Hello? Hello? Oh, yes. Okay. Who's this? I know who this is. Who's this? Tom says knowingly. Uh, It's Claire O'Kane. Just listening to some The Yes album. It's a good album, right? Good album. Good song. Good first song. Comedian. Nine minute song. Comedian Claire O'Kane likes prog rock just fine. Yeah, just fine. Who's your favorite in the genre, Claire? <laughs> uh, probably yes. It's the the one I know the most about. Sure. What's your favorite yes song? Starship Trooper. <sighs> you know, no. Let me look. Uh, Heart of the Sunrise. It. Heart of the Sunrise. No, I like uh, I like Roundabout. Roundabout. Ah, yes. The Evergreen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Clara Kane, there's some exciting stuff going on with you from all by all accounts here in 2018. You're starting off this year on fire. Sure. <laughs> from what I hear. Firstly, yeah. This is Clara Kane. She's the comedian. She's used to be in L.A. and now she's out here. She used to be bound on out. Right? I love LA. Oh, yeah. That was you driving around. We love it. Now you're. Everybody's talking at me. Right now, Claire's just like, I'm walking here. I'm walking here, hitting the hoods of cars. I'm hitting a lot of hoods. That would be horrifying if you're just like, I'm walking here. I'm going to be like, oh, boy, I'm not with her. Be like, uh, Making a lot of dents and a lot yeah. of keys. Be saying it to to no one in particular. I'm uh, no, no. not with her. <laughs> this is That's a solo act right there. You're witnessing. So And then, yes. Yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. And then. No, I was going to make a joke, but now it's passed. No, it has not. Were you going to make a joke about you dying in the back of a bus? No. <laughs> on the way to Florida? <laughs> no. no, it doesn't matter. Would you, would you, in an updated Midnight Cowboy, mm-hmm. 
would you, if AP Mike took on the John Voight role, right? <laughs> the Joe Buck. How do you think Joe Buck, sports announcer Joe Buck, feels that there was a character when he was probably three in a movie <laughs> where he's a, a, like this rube, this rube hustler, like street hustler. And now he is like, when he was like four, he finds out, hey, you know, I heard your name in a movie. What? Midnight Cowboy. Yeah, you're not allowed to see it. It's rated X. Because <laughs> that movie was rated X. Was it really? Yes. I, I can't see why. Because it was dirty. Oh. Joe Buck looks like a man who was bullied a lot as a child. Does he not? You mean the actually sports announcer? The sports announcer. Yes. Yeah, like his, his eyes are quite vacant. <laughs> Yes, he looks. He's got that. He's got that kind of like I am. I'm two bad pieces of news away from losing it. Like you've never seen anyone lose it. Yeah, but he's super like hyper professional. Yes, he's super professional. But then it's just like someone spilled coffee on him. That's one. And then the other thing is that his. His car service got canceled accidentally, <laughs> and here he goes. And now he's flipping over desks in the office. Now, Clara Kane, you're a stand-up comic. You're an actor. You're a writer. You do a little bit of you play banjo. It's what what mm -hmm. the list of what you can't do is shorter at this point, <laughs> right? We just I list what you can't do. I can't do a lot of stuff. You'd be, you'd be surprised about the, the things I can't do. But you, what you can do is get up on the stage with the mic in your hand and tell jokes. Give them a one-two punch. Yeah. Stand-up comedy. <laughs> now, what's going on with your stand-up comedy career? Stand-up is going swimmingly. Um, you know... Uh, all jokes aside, seriously, stand-up is going oh, well. That's more, <laughs> That's the worst thing I ever heard. All jokes aside, seriously, all jokes aside, everything's going quite well. <laughs> so, yeah, based on how I said that, I think you could tell that I'm just getting funnier. Yes. And, uh... I, uh, I'm very excited about things, upcoming things, which I have called you to promote. <laughs> like, what do you want to promote? Uh, I'm recording, get this. Are you, are you I'm strapped a, in? I'm, I'm strapped in, yes. Alright, check your mirrors. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm recording an album, my debut comedy album in Los Angeles. This. Month. <laughs> your debut, on. hold on, your debut yeah. stand-up comedy album, mm -hmm. which is you on stage <laughs> telling your jokes. Yes. And you're, you're doing your thing. And this is going to be recorded where now? At Bar Lubitsch. I believe it's on Santa Monica Boulevard. Uh, at 9.30 p.m. on January 29th. 
January 29th. Anybody who's out there in Lipstick City but, um, is going to get to hear, potentially, anybody who goes to where now? Bar Lubitsch. Bar Lubitsch. And you can get tickets. How now? It's... You still strapped in? I'm still strapped? Yes. I never... I did not unstrap myself. Okay. It's free. It's, it's a free, free show. Mm-hmm. Just show up. <laughs> so should people be lined up now? Um, I would... Maybe like a night before. This This is more like a limited edition Jordan's line as opposed to a new iPhone line. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Yes. So... This is a limited, it's a limited edition Jordan line. Yeah. As opposed to an iPhone 11. If you heard iPhone 11 was coming out. Correct. If you found out, what what would mm -hmm. be the amount of time someone would line up for that, that you would be horrified by? What, what would be the amount that would, you'd be like, Ooh, that was too much. Uh, anything over two hours. (laughs) Yeah. If somebody was like, I've been here for five days, you'd be what would you say? I'd say, uh, we're canceled. We're <laughs> cutting <laughs> off the whole. <laughs> You're just, uh, yes, there will be no album. I'm done with comedy. I'm done. Because if somebody was like, I've been online for five days and I'm going to be in the front row, you'd be like, no, my album is going to be <laughs> weird now. <laughs> yeah. I am seriously kind of worried about any number of weirdos, but I think it'll be fine. I think all the weirdos who know about me are respectful and not that weird. Sure. But you never know, Tom. It's going to be great. I'm excited. Finally, you're recording an album. Do you have a label for this? Are you going to put it out yourself, or what's the story? AST Records, a special thing. Yes. Are going to put it out. That's cool. Yeah, and it, I think they're going to put it on vinyl or something oh, like right. that, too. Okay. Something cool. It's very cool. I like that. And that's yeah. the end of July, July 29th. Anybody in no. July, January 29th? Oh, yes. It's not so, it's not seven months from now. It's it's exactly what's the day today? Because then somebody it's twenty days away. It's twenty days away. Because if it was July twenty ninth, somebody would be lined up. They'd be like, "I was online for six months." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'd move out of the country. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, congratulations on that. It's very exciting. Thank January twenty ninth. And yes. people can always follow you at Babies for at Baby's First Gun. Yes. And also, I'm seeing something here over at Pitchfork that's exciting. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. You're opening a show. It's it's on the website. Yep. I'm not saying anything. I, it's not public knowledge. Anybody with yeah. access to the internet can see this. Mm-hmm. You're going to be opening for Jawbreaker. Yeah. In, Isn't that nuts? In Brooklyn <laughs> Steel. That is nuts. Yeah. That is crazy. Yep. That's the end of uh, end of February. End of February. Tickets go on sale this Friday. 
And my favorite thing about that is going to be the people coming to you around February 25th <laughs> saying, hey, can you get me into the show? It's sold out. Oh, it's happening already, man. <laughs> How is it? Now, look, with your friends, and I'm putting friends, friends is very, I'm being very liberal with the use of friends if this is going on. The tickets aren't even on sale yet. And they like, they don't even want to try to get tickets for it? You know, for, I'm helping. I like to help uh, brothers out, yes, you know, yes. my brothers and sisters. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully the, I get a, a comp list of about 50 people. And, uh, <laughs> for you to make everybody happy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think. I think I can do it. I think they'll let me do it. You know, we'll see. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure you can count on 50, a 50-person 50 guest list. Hey, it's a big venue, man. Yeah, but what's that mean? The band that gets 200 people if you get 50? I don't know. <laughs> you know what the band would rather do instead of giving you 50 people? Sell 50 tickets and keep the money. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. Well, they're playing three shows, so they could make it. They'd also be like... Home. Oh, hey, you know, with the thing, we paid you to do that. So <laughs> they'd be like, this is not a charity event where you, uh, where we're giving you guest list spots because you did it for free. It's like, here's a check. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yes. So everybody, <laughs> if you're friends with Clara Kane, leave her alone. Stop asking for a guest list for a show that's not even on sale yet. You at least have to. Fair and square, try to get tickets before you can go beg her to get in. <laughs> okay. I don't mind. Hey, can you get me into the show that's not on sale yet? No, that's not good. That's that's low. That's low class friends. These are low class <laughs> friends. Hey, are you going to see Destroyer? When is that? Soon. Yeah, I'll go see him. See, I don't even think oh. of it as destroy. I think of it as, do I want to go see Dan? That's how I think of it. Sorry. Sure. Oh, wow. First name basis. All right. Yeah, that's when I think of destroy. I'm like, oh, wait, that is the name of Dan's band. <laughs> you like the Dan band? You like them, right? Uh, which, which one are they? They were the one in all the Todd Phillips movies. All the what movies? Todd Phillips. Like. I've never seen them. Old school. Were they in Old School? <laughs> old School had the following people in it. Andy Dick, Craig Kilborn, Jeremy Piven, Vince Vaughn were in the same movie. What is that? Yeah. Like a weird Anger Anonymous meeting. It sounds great. Uh, sounds like a party. Yeah. Fun guys. Fun guys to hang out with and make you laugh. Vince Vaughn, <laughs> Jeremy Piven, Andy Dick. Craig I just Kilborn. met Andy Dick for the first time. Was he a gentleman? Yeah. <laughs> by by your by the standards you would apply to another per person, was he a gentleman? Listen, I have very low standards, but uh, he was very nice. He was very nice. Oh, that's great to hear. Look, he sees he seems like a very funny young man, and we wish nothing but the best for him. And. uh Yes. That said, we're not here to talk about him. We're here to talk about <laughs> January 29th at... Yes. What? Now what place? 
Bar Lubitsch. Bar Lubitsch in Los Angeles. Nine thirty. Yes. yes. It's your it's dr- free. It's free. It's your dramatic return to Los Angeles. Yes. It's a homecoming show. Yes, I'm walking there. I'm walking here, but and then get this, I'm walking over there. You're going to walk, so you have three weeks to yeah. walk to Los Angeles. Yeah. Sounds like a. Sounds like you've got everything figured out. And then you're going to walk yeah. back in time to open for Jawbreaker. Yeah, yeah, I'm making a doc about it. There's always room for one more doc. That's what that's I say. What, that's what my dad always says, too. Wow. <laughs> he always says, there's always room for one more doc. I swear. Well, your dad's a very wise person, not unlike Andy <laughs> Dick. Very wise. It's a very old soul, Andy Dick. <laughs> All right, Claire, okay, I'll let you go before I start making fun of your friend, Andy Dick. Please. Yes. I don't want him coming after me. <laughs> right? Well, I'm, I, I ain't going to sick Andy Dick on you. Well, more power to everybody in 2018. That's what I say. More power that's to everybody. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, man. All right. And you've, you're have you off to a good start. I'm glad to hear it. Oh, so far so good. Yes. We'll see. All right, my friend. Claire O'Kane, I will talk to you later. Hey, keep on trucking. You too. <laughs> okay. Bye. All right. Bye. That was nice, right, Mike? What? Line two. Mike says line two. Best show. Hi. Hey, Tom. This is Connor. Oh my goodness! If it's a, it's like a who's who tonight of of uh, the 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 next wave of comedy. The the. The groundbreakers, the 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 disruptors. This is yep. this is Connor O'Malley. He's a up and comer. You might have seen Vine him. guy. You might have seen him on Vine. You're, I do Vine comedy. He does Vine comedy. It's I'm on a- Hollywood Boulevard with all my Vine buds. <laughs> Who are your Vine buds? Who's in the crew? Uh, the, they're all, they've all been accused of sexual assault, <laughs> except for me, because I'm a Christian vine guy. So you've managed to escape the accusations. Yes, I'm Christian. I do not engage in premarital mm-hmm. anything. Sure. Except for, except for vines. Yes, premarital vines. So what's going <laughs> on with you, Connor O'Malley? Comedian. Uh, no, don't disrespect uh, Craig Kilborn on the air. Oh, I wasn't. I was saying it seems like a fun, it must have been a fun shoot to be on. Look at the call sheet. You see Kilborn's on set today. It is funny watching the Golden Globes, realizing like, oh man, Oprah has had a very serious acting career. And that just doesn't happen for a lot of talk show hosts. Well, if you think about it, um, uh, 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 what's his face had that movie? Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jerry Springer had that movie. Jerry Seinfeld, the movie? No, Jerry. No, Jerry Springer had that movie about. Remember that movie, Mike? 
The Jerry oh, wait Springer a there's movie. A, there's a Jerry Springer movie. <laughs> yes. What is it called? I need to. I'm, I'm going to find it. It's called Ringmaster. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. That was like NC17, right? Uh let's see. It, it says it was. Uh, let's see. Jerry Springer stars as, as more or less himself, the host of a raunchy, controversial, and popular Los Angeles talk show. I remember watching this on like Showtime in like a hotel room in Orlando with my brother or something. Uh huh. Do you know who directed it? Uh, PTA. It was Paul Thomas Anderson. Yes, it was the movie yeah. he did between Boogie Nights and Magnolia. He did, <laughs> he did Jerry Spring- Springer Ringmaster. Who directed it? Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, the master. Yes, he the master. And Jerry Springer was supposed to play the, Philip, <laughs> the role in The Master, and then Philip yeah. Seymour Hoffman snaked him on it. Yeah. It's a legendary, They two of them, that is one of those old show business feuds that people talk about the way they talk about Betty Davis and Joan uh, Crawford. So Jerry, yes. Jerry Springer and Philip Seymour Hoffman hated each other the same way. Um you know, I'm, I'm not saying this, but I would look into Philip Seymour. Look at, you know, look into it. I'm not saying, but there should be an investigation. Just saying. Look, do this on your own show. Get, don't you have a... Oh, come on. Don't you have a thing like with you and uh, you and what's-his-face? Uh, no. George Norrie? I don't, do, I don't do comedy anymore. I live in Milwaukee. I do. I'm a Remax agent. <laughs> Where are you now? I'm in Milwaukee. I'm a Remax agent. I don't do comedy anymore. You live it. You're in Milwaukee right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm in New York City. Okay, but you exploding my life. Sure, it's guys. Look, it's going great for you, Connor O'Malley. I look forward to what. What's 2018 have in store for you? What What's up your sleeve this year? Uh, I'm going to be begging some people to edit some YouTube videos for me. Okay, so if you're a friend of Connor's and you see that phone light up, you know what he wants. Please. Uh, this ring mask, did, did you, are you familiar with the Steve Wilkow show? Sure, yes. I Jer- think that is one of the greatest shows on, t- that's a good one for the topic, except for it's all love. So you I just love any hate. Yeah. You love Steve Wilkos, who was the muscle on the Jerry Springer show, who who ended up with his own show for years. Still going on, currently. The Steve Wilkos show is still on the air? Yeah. And it's just him yelling at, uh, like, ugly-looking men who have, like, been accused. Like, every ga- every male guest looks like... They're from Gummo, and he's just, like, yelling at them because they've been, like, accused of, like, lewd stuff. (laughs) And he, um, hold on a second. This is still going on? You're sure this show is still going on? Yeah, it's still, I I looked it up recently. I'm very sure I did some uh, research for something. Uh Uh-huh. And I read all about it, because Steve Wilkos also was, like, He's a former Chicago cop, so, like, 
guys like uh-huh. him are walking around the streets of Chicago keeping everything safe. Did you know that he was in Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me? Oh, my God, no. He played, Jer- oh, well, Jerry Springer was in it, so he played bodyguard number two. He played Jerry Springer's bodyguard number two. <sighs> he would, like, he would, people would chant his name on, on Springer. Because he would go out and, like, bounce someone off the set. He became, like, a fixture. He was, like, their, uh, like, Biff Henderson, except for he was a... Uh, Beating the guests. But imagine, imagine, okay, here are the two steps to this. Biff Henderson beats the guests, and then <laughs> Biff Henderson then gets his own show for years. Where he yells at uh, perverts. Yeah, it is still going on. Get tickets to the Steve Wilco show. How have you not gone to a taping of the Steve Wilco show? It tapes, I really. It tapes in Stanford, Connecticut. That's got to be a. What's the economy like in Stanford outside of talk shows? Um, I don't know. Isn't like WWE up there? Yeah, it is. What is there? Was some weird tax bubble they give up there for like, for for entertainment? I'll say this think- right now, Connor. If you want to go to a taping of the Steve Wilco show, I'll go with you. I'll go too, but we have to dress like three percenters. Okay. I don't even know what that is, but I'll do it. Look that up. Look at this. First name, last name, email. How many tickets? Can you imagine how many tickets? And look at the number you can put. 14. It says like, it goes from one to 14. <laughs> like, like, what am I gonna, yeah, me and my, me and my club are gonna go to the thing. My uh, son's fifth birthday party. He and all of his friends want to come see a taping. We're bringing me and my son and his friends. They love Steve so much. They want Steve to hit him. If you could, if you could, please. Look, my son is only five. He's not a pervert. But what if Steve yelled at him for his birthday as if he was and a- made him a pervert? <laughs> Hello. I'm here. I'm laughing. I'm laughing. Oh, God. I thought you hung up on No, I wouldn't hang up on you. Dudio is you know, giving me the sign, though. He's saying he's saying he's doing the throat slitting thing. Why? He just, he, he feels, he feels, he, he feels, and this is him talking, not me. Little bit goes a long way. This is what he's saying. You can tell, you can tell him that I'm going to come down to that uh, studio and I'm going to assault him. Well, don't talk like that. Fist, no, don't, no, have, that's we, which have been legally designated. No, you're ba- you, you, you don't. You don't talk to Dudio that way. I will go down. I will end you. No, you won't. No, that's that's a. I make I my make threats and I and I cash them. Okay. Well, now you can't do that. That's, that's I'm from the mean streets of Chicago, okay, bud. Well, you know, well, bud, you're not in Chicago right now. That's right. They kicked me out. They said, go cause some trouble in the Big Apple. Yeah, people just know that he's joking, because there's, there's actual lunatics in the audience. I got fired from all my writing jobs for being violent. Okay. And is this on your? Is this going on your reel? Is <laughs> yeah. just the audio of this? It's just going on your reel? I have reel? an audio reel. I got fired. Or you just put some clips of you... Put some clips of you in like in a karate gi 
doing some spin kicks and then over the top just the audio is like, I got fired from all my writing jobs because I'm violent. And then, and then your, then your resume scrolls up. <laughs> that, uh, I think that would work. Yeah. Suddenly the phone rings. It's, uh, phone rings. You pick up. It's, uh, Norman Lear. <laughs> Norman Lear wants, wants this violent, this violent guy who only talks about Steve Wilkos. <laughs> Norman Lear calls me. We're relaunching All in the Family. Yes. We want you to play all the parts. A one man, a one man All in the Family starring Connor O'Malley. Yeah. That could, I could do that. That would work. He actually would go along with that. Doesn't he have some sitcom he's working on about, like, a uh, nursing home? I think so. I had heard he was working on something. What if he's just begging Go90 to do it? Like he's just like, yeah. Like, he's still call he's calling CISO and he doesn't know I know he's p- picking up. Yeah. And they're, like, thing. being like, oh, yeah, the deal's, like, I don't know what's the deal's taking so long. It's universal. Something's messed up with it. Yeah, we got to get it with B.A. and uh, sort this. Nobody from B.A. has gotten back, uh, Norman. And he's just like, there's a point where I had eight shows on the air at once. And now he's And getting, he didn't know, like, half of them. Yeah, like, somebody had to be like, you don't have like, another show. Oh, great. And he's getting the runaround from business affairs at, at Go90. All right, my we friend Connor O'Malley. We shouldn't be disparaging to our friends at Go90. No. We love you. We love you. All right. Now I'm going to throw up now with this. You're my favorite. You're my favorite. Of all of them, you're my favorite. He's doing it again. Some, I want to send you some all-dressed chips. Okay. Send them along. Thanks for the call. All right. Thanks. Right. Yeah, nobody threatened people either, though. That's not cool. Right, Mike? Yeah, Mike doesn't like that. What? I don't want you to take him. I don't want, there's no fighting going on here. I'll, anyone fights, you're, you're all out. You're all out. You're out, he's out, everyone's out. Anybody fights, I'm telling you. That's no joke. Anybody fights, you're all out. All of you. This is what it, this ain't, isn't that gonna get your jollies watching, uh, if you fight Connor O'Malley? We could live stream. Yeah, we could live stream. We could, we could live stream a lot of things. We're not going to. Are your buddies? Do your buddies want to sit in here? Your buddies. Do you want to sit with them? Hey, Are you? The what's that now? Yeah. Let me turn your mic on first. Yeah. Speaking of the point system, yeah, what if that? we? What if we bring someone in studio? Uh-huh. What are the points there? It's not. It's not. It doesn't. It's not applicable. So if they went outside and called. No, because you've taken away my personal freedom. Of being able to operate without having to be face to face with people, which not that I'm against seeing your buddies here, right? But you 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 took it upon yourself, okay, to take that off my table. All right. So these guests don't these they don't so count. they don't who, count. Yes. Well, who is it? Why don't you introduce uh, your your friends? We've got uh, Ben Hosley. Am I pronouncing it it's correctly? Hosley. Hosley. I screwed Hosley. that one right up, didn't I? Oh, good for you, Pat. Pat said I knew the name. Yeah. And then, uh, Griffin. And we're, we're well, 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 you don't just introduce I, you. I know, Tell I know Ben from him. UCB. 
Okay. Upright citizen. All right. What's he do there? What do you do at Take tickets? Uh, no. Well, I perform, and I used to produce okay. their podcasts. Okay. And that's how I know him, because he asked me to... He asked us to do a podcast. Yeah, uh-huh. That, that just never happened. It didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Great story. Yeah, I know. The podcast that didn't happen. But so, remember that podcast that didn't happen? But this is the reason. This is the thing we're trying to make happen here. Now everybody knows that voice. And that voice oh. there. That's the voice of... Uh, there's this podcast. It's called Blank Checks. Oh, and it's okay. this guy, Griffin... Now, Ben produces my podcast, uh-huh, okay. and some months ago, you uh-huh. offered your service. Yeah. You said, I can make these podcasts better. I listen to these podcasts. They're no good. Yeah. I know how to plus yes, exactly. them. Exactly. It's, pod- it's like it was the bar, bar it was podcast rescue. Right. And you like gave us rescue. some pro bono punch-up advice. Well, look, the advice I, well, the only advice I have is to ditch the other guy. <laughs> the one guy who isn't here today. What's his name? David Sims. David Sims, yeah. He's a very that's, tall man. That's the one. Yeah. Okay, look, he's tall. I don't know if he's tall. He's, he's tall. Podcast. He's like six foot two. Because right? your friend Ben, right, goes right. on the thing. He's saying, "Oh, I like the movie Clifford." Right? I love the movie Clifford. Yeah, yeah. and you love the movie Clifford. Yeah, of course, I own the suit from Clifford. I own the suit from the party. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's like, he's like, I love you, sir. <laughs> that suit. I bought that suit. I showed it to Martin Short. Uh-huh. He said, yeah, that's the suit. He signed the inside of it. <laughs> he, he, he verified that yeah. was... He said, yes, I wore this suit on set. It was the little fancy lad suit with the short pants, yes. the red, the fancy... When they go to the party for uh, for uh, Sarah's father to honor when, when Charles Grodin's doing the toast and then they pour Tabasco yes. in his thing and that's the suit. Who right. wears a Bloody Mary at that time? It's the middle of the night. All right. <laughs> is that really the that's really the problem that's you have with Clifford? Out. No, I don't start. Fight. You're common Clifford fans here. That's oh, I'm true. not fighting sure. with them. Okay, right. good, it's good. Like we're just sorting out the minutiae. We're, saying, we've come here to Jersey nice. City to try to. We want your advice. Mm-hmm. Okay. We want to. Well, plus it's our very podcast. simple. The other guy is not very good on your show. <laughs> oh no, he's not. I've listened closely. I've tried to give him a shot from every possible <laughs> angle. The other guy is not good. Let's get, but let's get into David specifics. His name, right? his name is David. He's a great friend of mine. He's boring. <laughs> oh, he rambles and he, he runs a joke into the ground and he steps on other people's jokes. Okay. He doesn't let other people's jokes breathe, but he runs his own joke so far into the ground. And his taste in movies is he just he's it's nonsensical. So I love uh, running jokes into the ground. That's sure, my bread and butter. Does. Yes. And okay. then people email in and say, "Rain him in, rain mm-hmm. that Griffin boy in." Mm-hmm. And let me just say, he's this. wild. This guy Griffin is not even known for this podcast. <laughs> he's on the Tick. He's on the Amazon show The Tick. That's I just do that to pay the rent. I'm all no. about the podcast. No, That's the real not, thing. No, look. You're in the thing with Peter Serafinowicz, one of the funniest people going. He's a wonderful man. He is, yes. I went to a comic book convention with him in Philadelphia many years ago. He has a tough time at comic book conventions because he's very large. Yes. He can't go unnoticed. There was a guy there dressed as, because he did the voice of Darth Maul. Yes. In the Phantom Menace. And I went there with him and he saw a guy in an impeccable Darth Maul costume and he said, would you bring 
ask that guy to come over here for a second. So I asked him, hey, can you just meet a friend of mine? And this guy comes over in the Darth Mall, and he's got the contacts in. This guy had the right. full thing. He comes over, and he like he sees him. He goes, oh, my God. And like suddenly out of a Darth Mall is this guy just going, oh, hey, how are you? <laughs> like out of a guy head to toe with the horns oh. and the thing. He's going, he's like, Craig, get over here. This is the guy who does the voice of Darth Maul. You gotta take a picture of me with him. Come on, can, can I take a picture with you? I can take it like, seeing that guy get flustered was one of the best things I've ever seen. So, but this guy is a TV star. TV star. So that's why I thought this Shut would the be door, points. Shut the door. Oh, points, again, points. Tom? Yeah, no, it's point. Look, the whole world's shifting to a points-based economy. It really Jason, is. one point at least. So, Look, okay, one point. You get one point. Ah, uh, Mike. Pat, I got a point. Pat's at zero. Mike still has five points carried over from the drunk from Twin Peaks. <laughs> what, do I, what do I carry over from David Crosby? That expired. When he said the thing about Titus Andronicus. <laughs> Somebody put, said, what do you think so, of Titus Andronicus? And David Crosby's like, I prefer music. So I was like, well, it's actually funny. You're completely wrong. But that was, uh, yeah. So the actions of our celebrities factor In into our case, point yeah, system as well. Yeah, Titus Andronicus uh, did, I did, did a video for them. I they're know, in the I they're know. in the circle. It they're in the circle. Crawls ain't in the circle. So where you shoot the tick in New York, right? And you're running yeah, around in yeah. that suit, yeah, all in the time. West what's Harlem. That, what's that like to run around in that that uh, the moth uh, costume? Uh, right? Bad. I mean, on a practical level, bad. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, creatively, I love it. I'm sure. a big fan of the tick. Mm-hmm. It's a childhood dream. Yes. On a practical level, it uh, hurts. Sure. It's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. Temperatures the, are rough. The wings, are the wings added in later a lot They're of the CGI. Time? Yes. They're CGI. Otherwise, okay. but um, the first uh, couple episodes we did, mm-hmm. I have this helmet with these goggles and these lenses. Sure. And they had yes. me running down the streets, mm-hmm. and I couldn't see anything because mm-hmm. I'm a man with bad vision who mm-hmm. wears glasses. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, they had to put prescription lenses into my costume. Sure, which so that I didn't run into people. Sure, of course. Okay. Well, that yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad they did that because we don't need you rolling, blowing your knee out or whatever, or blowing someone else's knee out. I mean, yes, the direct you're body blow, crashing yeah. into them. Yes. Right. I I can build some momentum if I start running. Season two, it's coming, right? Uh, stay tuned for an announcement, maybe. Stay tuned for an announcement, maybe. <laughs> Stay tuned for an announcement, maybe. There's, it's coming back. On this there's, day that we're talking, yeah. I, all I can say is stay well, tuned for an announcement, maybe. There's no way, cause I was at the New York Comic Con, there's no way they're burning the money they spent at that thing to promote the tick. They built a submarine. Not, yeah, yeah. They put it on the floor. Yeah. They didn't build a submarine for when we were filming the show. No, they did that for the animals at the Comic Con. Right. They built one wall and said, pretend this is a submarine. And then for yeah. the Comic Con, they built a full An submarine. An actual submarine, yeah. 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 Where was it in relation to the Geico RV? Really close. Really close? Yeah. Okay. I had to get like a bag from Geico to carry <laughs> my stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did they make you go in the costume the whole time? I asked them to, and they wouldn't let me. They thought it was a liability. 
to have you in the in the Arthur costume. I had a bunch of bits planned, and they said we don't want you running the uh-huh. risk of of devaluing the brand. Sure. Yeah. Yes, because the entire network is hinging on this thing. Bezos, his whole fortune is is teetering on an edge right now, and they said on this Newman, appearance, pretty he much. holds the die right now. <laughs> yes. He cast yeah. the future of this company. Pretty much. Yeah. Yes. Now this show, the tick, it's very funny. Thank you. You're very good on it. Thank you. You're very good on your podcast, Blank Checks. Ben's a very good you producer. And, well, Ben's a very talented young man and producer. Thank you're you so. You're great. Thank you. Obviously. Uh, Griffin, you're very talented on the show. I would consider, <laughs> just like, <laughs> open, like, just open, open the possibility it's of podcast rescue we've just come to you for advice yes and sure. so just if you ever watch on bar rescue when it'll be a bar it's owned by a two brothers yeah say. yeah and taffer goes cut the fat yeah he says this, yeah. he's he's not taking it seriously uh-huh he's gotta go or this place is gonna go out of business i guarantee he's like he'll say i can't guarantee your bar's gonna be in business but i guarantee if he stays it goes out of business. Can I offer my counterpoint? And I say this with full awareness of who I'm talking to, your legacy, yeah, the the reputation of your the work. Legacy. Legacy. In this I like media, the legacy it means it's over for That's me. <laughs> First of all, they've never asked me to be on continuing legacy. Thing. Like I thought you would appear. Open invitation, Blank Tom. Checks. No, Open invitation. We're supposed to go love, on and talk about Elizabeth Town. Clifford, you want to do another Clifford episode? I'm not going to go talk about that. I listen to the because this show Blank Checks. What they do is they review a director's filmography, where yeah. they'll go through the whole thing, and they'll do uh, they'll do uh, uh, Steven Spielberg, and they'll do um, Cameron Crowe. We do Elizabeth Catherine Town. Bigelow yeah. and Cameron Crowe, and this Cameron Crowe ones. That's when I realize this guy is that you're with is is bad news that it just does not track in relation to anybody with like taste in things he's got bad taste in music first of all right i i disagree but what's what's, what's he your... like though he likes which one are you maybe you have the bad taste in music. it's probably me you i like never... video game music no, that's probably him. That's him. I don't I don't listen to video games. We're just like, yeah, I listened to Legend of Zelda on my uh headphones last night. That's him, right? That might be Doughboys. That sounds a little like Doughboys. That might be Doughboys. <laughs> and I want one of them to go away also. I can I guess which one. I haven't I haven't agreed which I haven't figured out which one. That feels like a Doughboys. Thing. You'll see a pattern here. Sure. It just there's generally a pattern. But if, this is, if there's a team. Sure. If I can play devil's advocate for a second. I wish you. I wish I could let you. No, go ahead. It's all yours. Okay. If I can impede and sure. play devil's advocate yes. for a mm-hmm. second, yes. I think there's an oil and vinegar relationship. Mm-hmm. You're a one man band. You have you have well, your, that's not true. your crew here. Yes, but you're largely rocking the mic solo. Well, I yeah. think there's mm-hmm. a push and pull. There's a tension. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. You know, he's the bad mm-hmm. cop. I'm I'm the silly cop, and he needs to rein me in. Sure. What I'm cops would we be? Yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, hold that thought, please. Okay. Sure. Um, th- yeah, because the world needs bad cops, right? That's such a good well, thing. Well, I the mean, world, well, right? now you're politicizing. Like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you want to get rid of bad cops? Why is that a good thing? The literal bad cops? Yes. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. Well, he's a, you said he's a bad cop. A figurative bad shouldn't cop. We, shouldn't we try to run bad cops out of the biz? He's a, he's a comedy cop. 
He's like a Keystone cop. Look, okay. he seems. I'm sure. Look, I'm sure he's the greatest guy any of us have ever met. One of my greatest friends. I'm sure. We all have plenty of great friends though that shouldn't be anywhere near a microphone. I'm just saying, there's there's a there's a push and pull. Is he going to be sad when he hears this? He's not going to listen. Yeah, we won't tell him about it. He'll hear about this. Yeah, he's listening live. Yeah, of course. Okay, there's, sure. there's no way he's not hearing about yeah. this. Because it's happening right now. Somebody's tweeting at him, right? Probably, unfortunately. Yeah, actually, yeah. probably. And yeah, look, probably. what's his name again? David Sims is a great, David a great Sims. man, great film critic, rest for the Atlantic. Okay. Look, buddy, <laughs> David, you got Griffin here, got Ben here. I'm not going to say they feel this way consciously. But if you could, if you're someone who can tap into people's energies and you pick on what they're trying to say in ways that aren't verbal, it's it's time. They don't want you on the show anymore. Let me. My okay, ready, ready. Are you ready for this? So I'm going to make a public statement yeah, right now okay, to counteract yeah. that. The Tix Two is coming back. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, probably. Yeah. Stay tuned next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. I can't say anything officially. Yeah, of course not. Maybe, probably. Yes. The second half of season one drops February 23rd. But let me say this to you, Tom. Yes. Open invitation. You want to come on the show? James L. Brooks movie. How do you know? Starring Reese Witherspoon, Owen Wilson, mm-hmm. Paul Rudd. You want you want to be on the app? Jack Nicholson's last movie. His right? last movie. Yes. You want to come talk? How do you know? Is this for the current iteration of the show or the or the future lineup? Current iteration. I'm saying, yeah, do you want to show I'll up? Pass on that. I'll, I mean, is it is it the is it the Dave era or the post? Blank check era? with Griffin and David. The then show I'll, has I'm two friends. I'm you have to take off. both of them. I'm going to hold off. Until, Can't be a Griff head, not a David dog. I'm going to hold off both. until until you guys clean clean up the mess. No one will well, ever let you talk. Right. How do you know okay. again? Okay, so as the producer, maybe I, is there something I could like note them with? Something I could like? Please, let's uh, offer constructive to David. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Just when you're scheduling these sessions, <laughs> give David a dummy schedule, <laughs> and then you record the shows. On a different day okay. without him okay. or even just do fake shows. Does he ever go back and listen to the show? Always. Then, okay, then maybe. It's an integral part. Then it's you. The soup, the broth doesn't hold. the same show then over and up, over. Then you upload fake versions of the show to just his iTunes and you just like let him. Th- he doesn't listen to him with a group of people. So you just give <laughs> him, hey, listening buddy, here's, parties the, here's the file. Here's the file of this week's show. Like, let's have fun listening. Like, have fun listening to it, bro. And then, but then you're just like recording another show that everybody else hears. That's fine. It's, it's fair game. Look, he's a critic. He gets it. He knows when something's not good. He's oh, the not on. good thing now. Come on. He's getting, he's given, how many bad reviews has he given to movies? When they've it's, earned yeah, them? Sure. When when he's when the movies have earned them, right? I think he didn't like all the money in the world. I think he gave that a, a sure. soft pan. Well, might be time for him to get a soft pan. Okay, <laughs> right? He's out. I say, look, I have the heroic role. I get to look funny because he straight mans me. Okay, yeah. You know, so you're going. Oh, I I appreciate the bits you're doing. Why does he shut you down? 
mm-hmm. think the bits wouldn't work if he wasn't trying to shut me down. Sure. Okay. Look, best of the show's a hit. Everybody can't get enough of it, and they love David. And I love these. My favorite part of it. <laughs> Look, I. He knows I'm teasing, right? If he hears that, when he hears this, please realize I'm teasing you. All I'm doing is promoting your show over and over. I'm saying blank check. It's a big bump. Yes. You're going to get the best show bump. I don't get the blank checks bump. Jason gets a point. We get a bump. I got a point, I got yeah. a point out of yeah. this. Which is yeah, great. Exactly. And I don't get, I get invited. They want me to do, uh, Jack Nicholson's last film. Yeah. No. Do you want to be on season two of The Tick? What would I do on season two? What am I going to play? I don't know. What do you, what, do you, are there any characters no, you I'm like? From the I don't act. I don't act. You've been known to tread a board no, here and there, right? No. I hate acting. <laughs> I'm a behind the scenes guy. You want to, you want to be a PA? I can get you a PA. A PA, yeah. just oh, sure. God. That, that's, <laughs> yeah, let's, from being on camera or, I can be up at three in the morning. I can't make any promises. I might Just be able to get you a PA. Trying to lock right? down yeah. a street. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you want? You want to be on camera? You want to lock a street down? I'm running. I don't have prescription lenses. Someone yeah. has to block the exactly. civilians from Yes, exactly. All right, way. let's yeah. go. All right, hold up, please. Can you please wait? <laughs> That's the greatest thing is when somebody's like doing, there's like, can you please hold? Please wait. Like they try to talk like they have any authority. It's just yeah. like, I keep walking. It's just gonna take fifteen seconds. If you could just yeah. hold here for fifteen yeah. seconds. But when they tell you when they act like they have what they are in control of you, mm-hmm. this is the thing people have to understand. You walk wherever you want. You go to a film thing and somebody's telling you to stop it. If they're not being nice, just keep walking. Or are they gonna grab you? You'll own you'll own the you'll own half the production they grab you. Just keep walking. If they're nice, then you stop. Right? Or you say, What are they filming? What are they filming? And it's, they'll always be under, like, it'll be like those yellow signs. If you're ever going in, in, around, you see those yellow signs with, where it'll say like, it'll be like, uh, TK, like for you guys. It'll be an arrow to the right, like mm-hmm. base camp. And people, what's that? Just walk in. Just before you walk in, you act like you belong. Well, the problem we have is like the the tick was a cartoon show and yeah. it was a comic and people know what the tick mm-hmm. looks like. Sure. So we would be filming on a street mm-hmm. and then people would drive by and roll down their windows and while we were filming, mm-hmm. yell out like, "Oh, it's the tick!" Yeah. Hey, tick. <laughs> right. Looking good, tick. That's that was an actual Boy, line we got all the time. Looking good, tick. Looking good, nice suit, tick. Well, yeah. He, on um, camera. Yeah. So when the tick is running around, mm-hmm. Peter Serafinowitz, one of the finest men on the earth. Really good guy. Mm-hmm. Everybody here on this show knows him from Look Around You. That's what we are fans of. And he did a thing, Radio Spirit Worlds, one of my favorite things ever. He was great in Spy, too. Great I loved in him spy. in Spy. It's great in Spy. Yeah. Spy, the Paul Feig vehicle. Yeah. Spy <laughs> vehicle. <laughs> now, um, yeah, you see a production, sh- people shooting. Mm-hmm. My advice to the people of New York City or Los Angeles or anywhere, you see a thing, this is what you do. You go, where's Crafty? <laughs> Just go go to somebody and go, hey, where's Crafty? Well, this is, I... I got to bring something back. You say, I got to bring something back for you know who. I, I hang out as Crafty, at Crafty as much mm-hmm. as I can. Whenever I'm not on camera, I'm at Crafty. Mm-hmm. And what, what, what the, t- the tick Crafty, what are we talking about here? It's not Rice Krispie treats. I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, not even. Ryan, 
a giant jar of, of off-brand M&Ms. Yeah. You maybe Kirkland get some Kind M&Ms. bars. It's a lot of Kirkland products. Yeah. A lot of Kirkland products. A lot of Kirkland. Yeah. But people would come by and go, can I please take something? Uh-huh. And I'd go, you've already messed up by asking. Uh-huh. Because no one knows everyone on set. If you come yeah. by and you go, hey, I'm taking this for yeah. Peter, uh-huh. there's always a Peter on set. Yeah. I'm grabbing this for Bob. Yeah. Just grab a handful. Take yeah, it. Run. Just say, you're grabbing the same, bring it, just say I'm bringing this for you know who. It's for Bob. Yeah. There's always a Bob. It's just saying, I got to go get some stuff for the douche. <laughs> <laughs> the douche is hungry. And then everybody be like, oh. Who is the douche in your mind in all of these hey, scenarios? Every production's got one. He's got a douche. Yeah. And no. you let them fill yeah. it in in their own heads. Yeah. That's the other thing you can do with call sheets is you can just cite a number. Yeah. Because in call sheets, they list the actors two. by you're number. you're two on the call I'm sheet. I'm two. Two. I won't fight that. I'm two. It's two. Tick, wow. he's the titular character. I'm two. Man. What's the highest you've ever been on a call sheet, Jason? I think I was f- six. six. I was six on a call sheet All once. Right. Yeah. Well, here's the tip. If you walk by craft services, go, hey, I'm grabbing this for four. Okay. Four, they won't question it. They mm-hmm. probably know the guy who grabs mm-hmm. the food for one and two and three. Yeah. If you go, I'm grabbing for four, they mm-hmm. won't question it. Right. Yeah. And then they say six is a douche. Six is a douche. Yeah. Always. Yeah. me. So, Jason. Yes. You get 15 points. Whoa! Whoa. Do you hear that, Mike? I got 15 points. Mike doesn't care. This point thing, no, Mike doesn't care. Not... Did you see who he's tweeted at tonight? He keeps tweeting at the guy who wrote the Trump book. Michael Wolf. He's also tweeted at Stephen Miller, trying to get him to come in or call in. And uh, who else? Mark Wahlberg? Million Dollar Man. And The Rock. Yeah. The Rock. Yeah. Rock's a good get, though. How many points is The Rock? 750. That's... No offense that you're 15. Hey, split, <laughs> split with your friend. <laughs> so you're seven and a half That's fine. points, and the rock is literally 100 times the value <laughs> over, over your his 750 points. You're 7.5 points. Look, he's two on the call sheet. There were two on the call sheet. Yeah, I mean, Rock is never lower than one. Oh, no. no, he's always one. He's always uh, one. I look on the fast. The fast five, he was probably two. That's true. He probably is now. Who two. was one on the call sheet? Vin Diesel. Vinny D. Really? It's his franchise. Rock was a it was a tourist at that yeah, point. Yeah, but there's bad blood now. Yeah, well, now he's probably forced his way up the thing. He's yeah. getting a spinoff. Yeah, he's so he can be number film. one. Yeah. Vin Diesel should be number one on every one of these Fast and Furious movies, except three. He wasn't in three. Tokyo Drift. Can I do that? Can I be pedantic here? Yeah. Two's the only one he's not in. Three, he comes in at the end of the camera. Well, that's where you're right, yes. But for the action, you're right. He's not in two. He wouldn't do two. At all. That's right. And then he made the, and then he was back in full force in four. Right. Three, he just builds the bridge. Saying, I'll be back next time. Hold my seat. Yeah. Dom. His character's name is Dom. Dominic Toretto. Which is the closest thing to the word dumb. Which is not a mistake. Yeah, I gotta go with this. Like, he's always like, I was like how he's like, I play Dungeons and Dragons. Imagine playing Dungeons and Dragons with Vin Diesel. All right, you're chaotic elf. You're walking in the tavern. And a mage comes out from behind the bar. You're not sure of his evil. 
Like, like Vin Diesel's the dungeon master. <laughs> Maybe I'll start playing Dungeons and Dragons again. Last time I did it was 13. Well, that's, I would uh, play. Yeah, la- last uh, Witch Hunter, the Vin Diesel movie. Mm-hmm. That was he went into Lionsgate and said, I have a pitch for you. Here's my Dungeons and Dragons campaign. And they gave mm-hmm. him a $60 million budget. Yeah. That movie is based off his campaign. Off his, off him being a dungeon master. Yeah. That's his yeah. character. So you think he was playing Dungeons and Dragons at like a gym? <laughs> like, is that like his, is that like his fantasy, like his perfect day yeah. is, as being like a crunch fitness and then like they have a table set up, <laughs> like a card table set up for him to play Dungeons and Dragons on? Yeah. He was a bouncer at Marquee. Or is he like, he's got like, he's like, ooh, whoo. Who like with the thing, the little like the 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 little sh- folder blocking his thing. He's like tell, he's like lifting weights. He's like, oh, okay, you guys, now you're going as you're at a cliff, and now you're gonna go like he's like, oh, oh, oh. His fantasy. That's a perfect day for Vin Diesel. That's what we're gonna do. It's a show topic. Perfect day. Perfect day perfect, for Vin perfect, Diesel. No, perfect day is for different people. Oh, okay. What is a perfect day for... That is a good topic. Yeah. So, look. What was I going to say? Talked about Atlantic City. One thing I've been meaning to talk about, first of all, this college football thing ended last night. Congratulations to Jason from Huntsville, Alabama, his team, the Alabama... Blood elephants won the whole thing. I was like watching this, this, uh, some of this game and there goes Jason football talk. He's out. Um, this thing with it, it's like, yeah, it's college sports. It's like, it's like what, what I watch. Uh, it's like, it's like, would you rather deal with a scientist in the real world or some kid making a volcano in a, a, a school competition? Right. I like the adults. I'll take adults. Thank you. I watch some college kids run around and play. I'll be back at they're gonna be in class tomorrow. These same kids playing. I would, I would, what do you want to watch? A movie made by a, a, a by a filmmaker or a movie made by somebody in school? No, same thing. <laughs> you want to read comedy done by actual comedy people, or you want a Harvard Lampoon? Never done one funny thing in 800 years. Goes back to the 1300s. They still haven't done one. Not one funny joke has come out of it. Except the Twilight parody. No. You're in college. Go be in college. It's fine. Go to the quad. Throw the football around in the quad. I don't watch that as the actual football. And the other thing, one other thing, we're clearing the decks here. This, this is the show Drop the Mic. Do you know the show? No. No, no, it's a... It's, it's on TBS, this thing. Like, I can't talk about this. This, this is going to be half a show for me to properly talk about Drop the Mic. I'll talk about it next week. But yeah, the whole thing is, I'm t- it, when these people, like... There was one thing where it was like Richard Marks doing a rap battle with Kenny G. It's like, why are we rewarding these bums, these talentless people who've made nothing but bad art for their entire... Now we're going to make them cool? In a, it's like, no. 
They should be run out of the. They should be run out of the country, right? Should be dumped on an ice floe. <laughs> Richard Marks and Kenny G. Yeah, the worst music that it was the lowest class, the lowest grade music you could make. And then now we're supposed to be like, oh, it'd be funny if Ken- look, Kenny G's cool. No, he sucks. He sucked then, except he, he played that dumb soprano sax. It's like a carpool karaoke thing? Is that what it is? No, it's like a straight up, they go on and they're just like, hey, Richard Marks, you really stink and you got like... It's a rap battle? Yeah, straight up rap battles. It's terrible. It's the same guy who created it, I'm pretty sure. James Corden had his mitts all over it. I mean, come on, he's so funny. James Corden? He's such a good comedian. You should watch it. You you gotta tread lightly, my friend. (laughs) You're number two on the call sheet. I have no, I have nothing. I have no career. I don't have to worry about things. You got to, I don't want you getting bounced from the, uh. I just remember seeing him do the rounds and he just had the best sets of anybody in New York City. Griffin, come on. You can be in that car. No, come I'm on. talking about the cool you. rooms, the basements, this, this the bathrooms. This, I'm not going to let you do this to your own career. He would kill. Hey, I'm not going to let you do this to your on, own career. Come on. I mean, he was a comics comic. You're, you're, don't do this. Don't do what David did. <laughs> To his standing on the podcast. <laughs> what directors are coming up that you're going to do the career? Should we do it? Let's, let's yeah. do it here. James L. Brooks. We said it. We're doing, we're doing James L. Brooks. So we're currently doing uh, Verhoeven. Yes. Okay. Verhoeven just started. Sure. But we finished recording them. Mm-hmm. Did Paul you do Verhoeven. the the uh, Invisible Rape Man movie? Holloman? Yeah. Yes, we yeah. did Holloman. Yeah. The best part about that movie, Hollow Man... I never saw it. I just know Kevin Bacon gets invisible and starts raping people. That is the plot. That's the log line. For about five five years, I'm going to say, in Hoboken, there was a bus station that had the Hollow Man poster up. <laughs> For some reason, they never took it down. Oh, it was the strangest thing that, I guess, whoever owned that casing didn't have the key anymore. Like, somebody lost the key to get a poster out of it. And it was just this Hollow Man poster was in that thing for years. Do you do you remember that, Mike? There was a poster near the near the train station, in in the one of the bus little bus uh, stops for Hollow Man forever. There's been a Tower Heist poster up Mm -hmm. at my local train station. Still, since the release of Tower Heist. Yeah, which is like seven years ago. Seven or eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say this about Tower Heist. If you don't want me to spoil Tower Heist now, shut your, shut the show off. It's the car. (laughs) That's the value is the car. (laughs) We're doing James L. Brooks. That's Mm -hmm. the, that's the exclusive we're giving to you. That's the bump we're giving. Well, who's next after that? Penny Marshall. Have you done Penny Marshall Next yet? miniseries is Penny Marshall. Is it Penny Marshall? We're doing the films of Penny Marshall. What, what Penny Marshall? What's, what films has she done? Big. Oh, sure. A League of Their Own. Okay. Riding Cars with Boys. I, I'll have to admit, I'm not I'm not the biggest film buff. As like, well, These are Griffin popular movies. This is not, this no, is not egghead stuff. I know, I know. It's a crowd pleaser. It's big. Ben's a man of the people, though. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Sure. Jersey guy, too. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we have movie theaters here in the I know, state. I know. Where'd you grow up? Uh, Let me get. I can guess. Let me see. Oh, okay. You're probably like a Glen Ridge kind of guy. 
Um, close. Uh, more like Patterson area, Lincoln Park. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. too far away. Yeah. Mike, what do you think of that neighborhood? Yeah. Let me burn through some of these calls. I'm going to wrap it up. Beshow, hi. Comment. Yes, hi. To whom am I speaking? This is uh, 101 Ferryman, John Bonham. I'm confused at this. I don't know what you just said. Ferryman, John Bonham? What? This is JB. 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 Where are you calling from, JB? I'm from Minneapolis. How about yourself? I'm where we do the show every week. (laughs) New Jersey. That's good to know. Yeah. What's up, my friend? All right, so um, I'm out here on uh, Washington Avenue Bridge, and things aren't looking so good. In what way? What's not looking good? Ah, there's a shallow lake here. I don't like it. All right, I'm very confused by this. What do you mean there's a a shallow lake? What? Yeah, there's water birds around. This is upsetting me actually now because you're you're not making. You, I don't know what your entry the entry point is here. I, I'm from many years in the future. Of course, oh. you're confused. Oh, okay. So you're from the future. That's right. Okay. Well, good luck with that. Hi. Best show. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Yes. Hey, Tom. Uh, this is Scott in Seattle. Hi, Scott. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm all right. Uh, I was calling with an idea for a Blink Check Best Show crossover episode. I don't know if the Blink Check guys are still there. Yeah, they are. are yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey. Hey, guys. How's it going? What about uh, Death Wish 3? Yes, the Michael Winner movie, Death Wish. Well, Michael, I mean, Michael Winner might already be on deck for them. I don't know. You'll have to ask. That's our following miniseries after Penny Marshall. Oh, wow. Death Wish 3, well, I've seen more than any other movie in my entire life. That's a special episode. I've seen Star Wars less than I've seen Death Wish 3. What are your feelings on the Bruce Willis uh, Death Wish? Have you talked about this? Eli Roth yes. directed Death Wish. Yeah, it sounds, yeah. it sounds Elizabeth Shue? It sounds dumb. It does. Eli Roth is a, a meathead. Bruce Willis is a dumb. <laughs> so these two are going to team up. <laughs> Bruce Willis like checked out on a thing. Eli Roth is like a, 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 it's trying to bring down Earth with his movies. It's trying to end society. Well, it's a perfect time to do a Death Wish 3 episode then. Yeah, look, I'll, 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 I would do it if, if the, depending on who's, uh, who the anchors are of blank checks at that point. Griffin, David, and Ben. Okay, well, we'll have to. It could see. just be Ben, Griffin, and Tom, though. Yeah, I don't it know, could, right? What if this if David was, was blank in, back in England, for instance? What if this was blank check, right? Mm-hmm. Lay back. And, like, David is like, he can record it. What if it's just like, then we'll, let's go to David with his, uh, his, 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 uh, his, his, like, David's corner. <laughs> and he'll, like, record a thing. And it'd be, like, played just like, hey, every guys, it's David. And I want to say, this movie, 
made fourteen million dollars at the box <laughs> office. And uh Well that's you're kinda of stepping on Griffin toes there. No, but the that would office, be that yeah. would be David's corner now. Like oh, a couple, wow. of, couple of trivia facts and, and the and the box office gross. It's his now. Not in our version of blank check. David does that now. <laughs> are you think, a fan? I... Are you a big fan of the blank check show? Huge, huge fan. I mean, not as big as the best show fan, but okay. you know, you, of course. I'm excited about the potential for a crossover episode. Yeah, we'll see. Well, it's not a cross. It's a guest. It would be a guest on. How the do thing. you know? It's Open not offer. a crossover. We're not How doing do you it. Know? It's it not would like be at least three hours long. I think we all know that. So it should be by rights a crossover episode. All right, look, and now you're you're bothering me. Okay, <laughs> best show. Hi, how's it going, Tom? Oh, it's oh, I know who this is. It's Fred from Honolulu. Yes, hey My Fred. Friend. Hey Fred. Hi Griffin. Hey Ben. Hey. Fred really doesn't like David. Your friend David. Right? Fred doesn't like know. most I'm people. Making that up. Let's call know. it out. Fred I really know. loved it when he got to. Uh, to you got trying. to review the um, the Luke Cage stuff. That was real good. That was nice. Yeah, the Atlantic. <laughs> Fred. Fred's. If only there wasn't like someone. This is what I think. On staff Look, Fred. The Atlantic. For, for, okay, Fred. Calm down. You actually are mean. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. You you are legitimately mean to people, and I'm not going to let you do that. Um. So, I'm making fun of a guy that I have no problem with. <laughs> you, this is Fred last night on, on Twitter. Moaning, he's moaning about the football game. Right? I thought you were off that. What's going on here? I was tracking you on it. I was watching what you were saying because it's very entertaining. You're saying he's moaning all about the football game, how he hates Alabama. <laughs> then they switch quarterbacks, and suddenly Fred, oh, look at that. Oh, that's Fred. the greatest. I put, yeah. a, I put on the, the, the sleeveless Alabama T-shirt that I got as a Christmas gift when I was 11 years old. That was the greatest <laughs> flip-flop I've ever seen <laughs> in anything. When they the, guy put, a, the guy went to high school over the hill from me. I'm like, I'm not going to... No, it was know, great. I'm, he was. He's representing. He's representing. Yeah, dude. Yeah. This is the last time you've seen a Polynesian. But watching you go from watching you go from you're saying like this. Can't wait to watch these guys lose. I hate these bleeping guys. And suddenly it's like Fred's like, I am rooting so hard for Alabama right now. Five minutes later, I am rooting so hard for them to win. Like when they switched quarterbacks. To a guy who you have a connection to. <laughs> Suddenly. A, a tenuous regional connection to, yes. Yeah. No, but it's legit. It's not tenuous. It's legit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. It was, it was, uh, the only people I know that came out of St. Louis is uh, Marcus Mariota, Tuatonga, uh, and, of course, uh, this dude I know who lied about pooping at a party I was at once. <laughs> These are the people from Fred's past. <laughs> Bruno Mars. You know, you knew Bruno Mars. Uh-huh. A little bit, right? A little bit, yeah. What's his real name, Fred? Uh, Peter. Peter Hernandez. <laughs> all, 
all feuds are ended. Uh, he uh, he sent like a lot of money to Flint oh, for clean water, good. so it's, oh. it's all good now. Look, okay, That's your business. <laughs> it was your business. I was that was not my that was not my. I did not have a problem with him. Mm-hmm. Other than he's in the Super Bowl more than like you see him there more than you see like a football. <laughs> like like it's like the Super Bowl's happening. There's more of a chance of seeing Bruno Mars singing and dancing than seeing a football getting thrown around. Slightly less of a chance you'll see a football than Bruno Mars. So, yeah, and then you, you're you're friends with uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah, pal. Right? You met him, right? <laughs> oh. Pat's given the cutthroat, the throat oh, okay. flash. It I'm is not, uh, tough. Look, buddy, you know I, you know I love you, Fred. Well, past midnight, I guess. But you call at midnight every time. I called earlier. He, he the moment Griffin got on, I mm-hmm. like called, like, okay. and then I was on hold. So, right. You're a fan? Were you a fan? Are you a fan of blank check? No, um, I've been. <laughs> I've, I've, you and Griffin have the same. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. You guys have a, uh, we have common employment history. I was also a servant to, uh, Griffin on my first PA job, so. so <laughs> you guys servant. can compare like those. You always, you always. <laughs> Look. <laughs> I mean, Griffin's been big timing me all the time now. I'm, I've head. never seen anybody yeah. big time anybody more than you big timing. Everybody you deal with, Fred. <laughs> Nobody big times people more than you. But you always say everybody else is big timing people. Ben is the opposite. Ben, uh, ben lent me audio equipment. Yeah. He returns my calls. Of course, Fred. He's the man. You're a good dude. Op- yeah. Opposite of Griffin. No, Fred, we went to see uh, Martin oh, Scorsese's silence together. <laughs> oh, Fred. I picked up your drinks. Oh, oh I, I, yeah, I remember how you... Um, Constantly reminded me about how I yeah. was drinking on the text time. We went to Street Bird, night. and I said, we got an extra two episodes. This is on me. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, it is incredible, your, your memory, Griffin. Like, that is exactly what you said. That's a, the verbatim what I said. Your friend, <laughs> that is exactly what you said. That's insane. Your partner's on Twitter asking if I'm, t- making, if I'm teasing him. If you're teasing uh, Fred or David? David. David. Well, you've said it's, uh, you know. Look, I like the he's guy. He's a big boy. He can handle it. He's a good guy. He's a large man. But I'm not making so large fun of him. I'm just a very Captain tall man. Ford. He's a very tall yeah. man. I'm teasing him. You're going to be on our uh, How Do You Know episode. I'll do it. I'll, look, I'm, I'm not going to do that one. You're committing on that our... That one sounds like a dog. <laughs> what do you do? If you could pick any episode. If we throw you right now, the blank oh, yeah. check is this in is your good. court, Tom. Yeah. If you can cover any movie you want, what would it be? Death Wish 3? We'll give you the episode. You can pick any film you want. Right, I want to think about that. Okay. I don't want to rush right into that. No rush. Ball's in your court, though. And, okay, thank you. I appreciate yep. it. Oh, before I get off, I want to put this out there right now. Yeah, what's that? Um, Griffin would, like, murder a child if he could get on a Hollywood handbook. Like, he would... I'd like to be on Hollywood handbook. Murder a child. <laughs> That might be a strong, strong language. Yeah, he really, really, really wants to be in Hollywood. I can make that happen. You can I, know, you, I, I know. I'll you give can. you a blank check if you give me a Hollywood handbook. Look at you. Look at you. 
Why you go to LA? You know, they'll have you on. I'll get on a flight tomorrow. Okay. I got I got to get scanned so they can make a new helmet for me because it doesn't fit my head right <laughs> yes. now. All right. Oh, no. First season two that maybe possibly is happening next yeah. week. Oh, Stay okay. tuned. Yeah, they always what? spend money. They always spend money on on flying people cross country for helmet fittings. We definitely haven't been not picked bringing up yet. A show back. We one hundred percent have Look, not I get been it. picked up yet. I get it. You're, you're walking the line. You're walking the line. I'm Johnny Cash. But the, what the, the, the tea leaves. What? You follow the. You read the tea leaves. Yeah. It's this plus this. It looks. It looks all. It looks favorable. Is what I would say. All signs point to yes. February 23rd. Go to Amazon Prime. Watch those new episodes. Yeah. Look. That's all I'll say. Okay. And and Tom has an open invitation. He can pick any movie he wants. Mm-hmm. We will disrupt our schedule. doesn't have to be a director recovering. No, gonna, I'll, be, I'll respect the flow of the show. You can do anything you want. Tom, can I put this out there? Yeah, yeah. Maybe course, if yeah. we have you on, you yeah. can show us how to host like well, maybe, no, they, maybe look, show david oh you know no, what i'm saying like kind of give him like how I, you would like but if i'm doing we'll be the guest you host what, the show. at a live thing no no in a studio not live no me. audience no no the no animals audience. Uh, no. The fans are, boo. no audience we love david no here's we the thing here's david. the thing david we hates hate live Tom. audiences david yeah. doesn't want a live audience no he doesn't want to do he's like you he wants to keep it in a room. Oh, I'll do a thing in front of an audience. We sold out two shows at Murmur. Okay, so then we do it in front of an audience. Pop. I don't know. You have the yeah. blank check, Tom. The blank check's on your lap. You right, pick... I'll figure. I'm going to figure out a movie that I'll go on, on the Any show. Any film you do. want, it's yours. Tom's you choice. You've got to tell his David I'm teasing him. I don't, want him to, I don't want him sucker punching me. That's what I'm saying. He's a good straight man. He understands. He's willing to withstand the body blows because he knows he's helping out someone else. Land uh, the punches. I don't want to end up online getting sucker punched. Don't go to Hippinion. They're going to be dragging you on Hippinion. What's that? It's a, blo- it's a, it's a forum, a message okay. board. I don't go to these things. They're very hip. They have hip opinions. Look, God bless them. I'm sure they're cool. People say a nice thing about you. People say a bad thing about you. I don't care about either. I'm doing you do it for yourself. It's all I do. I do it for myself and I do it for a few friends. Everybody else likes it. It means a, so much to me. But I can't try to dance for everybody at the same time. I dance for myself and a couple friends. And I'm grateful that people like the dance. That's all I do. Right? I heard someone clap once out there for that. One. I'm giving you a standing ovation right now. You, Fred, Let me remind Fred, that. you make me sick. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Yo, which uh, which Paul brother is uh, Connor O'Malley afraid of? Which uh, Jake or Logan? Yeah, like who who takes the market share away from you know aggressive white guy? Uh, fine, like Logan. Logan's still, uh, you know, Logan's still off air. I think right now. Yeah, Logan's taking a break from the vlog. Jake. Uh-huh. Jake was on a show, on a Disney show, Bizarre Vark, and he had he got fired from season two of that. He mm-hmm. played Dirk on Bizarre Vark, and but ironically, Logan came on as Dirk's brother, and he did a one episode. Uh, it's not an arc when you do one episode. It's a very <laughs> not much of a bend to that arc. It's a closed arc to a one episode. <laughs> yes, he. Um, Look, I, I do. I feel. I think Jake is the scarier one. Logan. Logan looks weak when you look into his eyes. He looks weak. Jake looks terrifying. 
Jake looks like he would pull a Fredo on Logan. Like they'd be out on the boat. And Fred, now this is a cue for Fred to start talking about how great Godfather 3 is. <laughs> and how everybody led him astray. Fred, you like what you like in life. You like Godfather 3? Good yeah. for you. I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you found one more thing you like. <laughs> now you like the you like an Alabama football and you like Godfather 3. Those are that's what you are now. You're a kind of you're a, you're yelling roll tide now and you're defending Godfather 3. You look in the mirror, you don't even recognize yourself. Do you want to know an actual thing that Fred told me? What's that? Oh, here we go. Oh. So uh, Tick is an Amazon show. Yeah. And they release their pilots and they, they gauge oh, audience vote. investment. Fred voted against it. So the pilot came out yeah, yeah. and he, he sent me a nice text. Yeah. And then uh, about a year later, uh-huh. we had shot a season. The first bunch sure. of episodes came mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, I'm glad the episodes were actually good so I can stop lying about liking the pilot. <laughs> so did you watch the episodes, Fred? Yo, I, I found this through Tradecraft. <laughs> that voting stuff isn't real. That's a lie. Yeah, right. All right. Take it. Take, <laughs> Straight up. This is for real. Like, like, they play. made the decision. And, All right. And, and, and yeah. talk about reading tea leaves. Well, you, is See that what's happening? Blowing the lid off. Right. All the president's men. He looked me in the eye. He said, I, I'm glad I can stop pretending I like yeah. that other thing you did. Wow. Yeah. All right, Fred. You're out of here. <laughs> Final call. Best show. Hi. Hey, Tom. What's up? Not a whole lot. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Stephen from West Virginia. What's up, Stephen? How are things in West Virginia? Uh, they're pretty good. Um, pretty boring uh, I live right on the border of the Ohio River right by Ohio so if I want to go over there I can do that too hey hey Ben and Griffin hey how, up, guys? how, how are you doing Steven nice to meet you do you like uh, blank check uh, I've never heard about it but I followed very you guys good. on Twitter it's very good I'm ready. Do, you, do you like the tick on Amazon yeah yeah I saw that uh, Griffin did a great job in that one well, thank you he's thank a you real much. actor I try I called a long time ago when you were talking about uh, love-hate stuff, and I, I was conflicted on Captain Beefheart. Yeah. And where are you at I, now I, on it? I don't know to like him. I mean, I, I love King Crimson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that you were talking about right. that earlier. I love in what, what, What's hanging up on Captain Beefheart? You can't find an entry point? Yeah, uh, I mean, I've tried Safe as Milk and uh, mm-hmm. Trout Mask Replica. Yeah, this don't, don't kinda, uh, try your, try mask replica is the hard, that's the hard, save as milk didn't work for you? Um, they just seem too, a little too avant-garde for me, but Try I the mean, mono, look for the mono mix of safe as milk and then mirror man. Okay. And just stick with it. I, I like party special things to do, uh, when the white stripes cover it. Look, I, it's I, great. You're, I think it'll, it'll break for you at some point, it'll break for you and then, it, then you'll be on board. Just listen to certain songs over. What about uh? What about uh? The one song it's not Abba Zabba. What's the song I'm thinking? You know the song I'm thinking of, buddy. What is it? Uh, Abba, uh, uh, song about Abba Zabba. No, 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 not that one. I'm gonna 
just listen. There's a certain song if you listen to over and over, it will. No, Mike. <laughs> That's on Trout Mask Replica. You have to go for the dirty title. <laughs> Tell you. I join. I'm going to join their show. I'm out of here. Just leave this show behind. There's an album that you and I agree on. One of my favorite albums of the 2010s. What's that? Uh, congratulations. By MGMT, yes. It's a masterpiece. Oh, it is. I love that one. Super uh, under Every best. song on it. Gr- every I saw song them in Bethlehem. So great. Yeah. Yes, I love those guys. Uh, Bethlehem, PA, I saw MGMT. They're so good. One of my favorites. Yeah. You got an album coming out in a couple months? Yeah. When You when you Die? Yeah, that's a song of theirs. I'm psyched for that one. Or Little Dark Age, that's what it's called. Yeah, listen to the song Zigzag Wanderer a bunch, and then uh, see if you can have that make sense, and then branch out from that. Okay, I'll definitely do that, Tom. Try. You can do it. I believe in you. It's going to be worth it. (laughs) I mean, I like like the Mothers of Invention and and Zappa. I just can't... Beefheart just seems too... uh, Not dirty, like, you know... Uh, dark jokes, but the recording doesn't sound clean. It's too experimental. Well, that, look, the early stuff's a it's a rock band. Listen to that. Keep sticking with Safe as Milk. You can crack it. I can. I can. Thanks, All right. <laughs> thanks for believing you in. You have me. a great night. I knew. I believe in you that you can <laughs> like this music. Uh, <laughs> I know you have it in you. Thank you, right. Tom. Take care. You t- well, Mike. You think we're done? Yeah, we're done. Let's wrap it up here. Griffin Newman, he's the star of The Tick. Number two, but yeah. Which season, season, part two of season one comes out uh, February 23rd. Correct, yeah. Season two, we don't know. We don't know the future of it. Oh, no, he, they're flying him out to fit a new helmet on. But maybe but they like spending know. money for no reason. Who knows? Maybe they just want him a farewell, like a rap gift. It's happened before. It'll happen again. Thing. Yeah. What? I just kind of unplugged something. Oh, that's right. You did. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Um, Blank check. uh, Griffin David. uh, Tom, your appearance. Balls in your court. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I'll I'll come on the show. If I can get get word that David's going to be cool. He'll be chill, I promise. I'll vouch for him. I'll be his sponsor. All right. Maybe he should be in a different room. No. No, he's he's my best friend. He's in the room. Sucker punch me. He's in the room. You pick the movie, but he's in the room. Will he punch me? I What's will a, make sure he won't punch. He won't yeah. punch. All right. I'll separate you guys. Punch or kick no. or poke neither, or neither. anything. Throw something at me. We will bind him. I like the guy. I like the guy. Of course you do. Clearly. I'm just busting his chops. Busting his beans. It's all right. He sh- if he showed up here and you didn't, I'd be making fun of you. I'd be of saying course. you're the one that should get. Well, that's not true. I'm an easy target. No, but I, you, I wouldn't. I wouldn't make fun of you. Well, thank you. You have too much going on. I'm trying. You're number two on the call sheet. Got Ben here. How are Ben, the producer of Blank Check. It's been an honor, Tom. Thanks, man. Of course, it's it's great to have you here. Now, what do you what what's going on, Jason? You'd want to oh, plug. just well, two things. Um, okay. I'm uh, hosting a character show at the People's Improv Theater in the okay. Underground. On uh, Thursday night at 7.30. All right. What's a character show? So it's a character showcase. People come and they do the characters. Uh-huh. They're like taping it for Just for Laughs okay. submissions and sure. stuff like that. 
So okay. it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Come out to that show. Okay. Also, the other thing I want to plug, which is probably going to go into something you're going to plug, is the third episode of Meet My Friends, The Friends. That's right. Just the, hit the uh, well, internets. Guys, everyone, the undertaking of the year is this Friends recap show that I've, uh, the, I'm uh, launching here. Jason's on it. Other people are on it. The episodes are coming out more or less every weekday. There's going to be 236 episodes of this thing. And trust me, you're like, I don't like Friends. Don't worry, just listen to the thing. What do you think I'm going to do a straight Friends podcast? (laughs) Just follow me. Have I ever led you astray? I've been doing this thing since the beginning of time. And the track record is impeccable. Think I'm suddenly going to start stinking up the joint? No. You could get it over at, uh, at uh, 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 thebestshow.net. You can get it on iTunes. And soon, I'm going to say this, though. They're going up for everybody to hear at any point you want. But at some point, the new episodes are going to go on Patreon first, on the Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash thebestshow, which if you can give to... That helps keep the best show on the air. That's what we do to stay on the air. We don't have uh, advertisements. We don't take money from anywhere else except it's listener-sponsored through Patreon. And people give over there. They get access to uh, the episodes, all the exclusive content. So there's that. Someone else have something to plug? Pat, did you have something? Yes, the uh, the Mary Beth album is. Okay, just say it. Start over. Mary Beth, it, oh, no, sorry. The Mary Beth. Oh, uh, hold on. <laughs> You're into the microphone. It's like this. I tell you, the dirty winner. Technical. Dirty. Yeah. Dirty, dirty, dirty. Dirty player. Right. Yeah, Get out! <laughs> I can't handle you anymore. I got 15 points. It's not wrong. So, Pat, the album that you produced. Yes. It's called Great and Solemn Wild, and it just got a really nice review thanks to Jason P. Woodbury. Mm-hmm. And he wrote for it on uh, Aquarium Drunkard. And yes. it was on the homepage. Uh, got posted yesterday, so you can go to AquariumDrunkard.com and read that review. And you can go to MaryBethMusic.BandCamp.com if you want to order the LP. And it's also in a bunch of stores, and I'll uh, be talking about that soon and give you the full list, and everyone should great. check it out. It's a really great album. We were listening to it over the break uh, at home. Oh, it's thanks. really nice, and it's a nice tribute to your friend who passed away. It's a, yes. it's, 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 it's as beautiful a tribute as you could possibly uh, release for her. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you for all the uh, support and well, having it come out. Thing, it's getting some nice buzz, yeah. and uh, I appreciate everybody checking it out. Mike, anything? Yeah, not no? This not this week. Tom, can I plug something? Of course. Uh, I got a, a monthly variety show also at the pit. Yeah. Um, it's every uh, last Saturday mm-hmm. at 11 o'clock. Okay, so the last Saturday this month will be? The 27th. The 27th. Yeah. It's messy. He does a messy show. What's that, like a Gallagher thing or something? Well, I guess. I mean, it's like a variety show where we ask all the acts to, like, kind of make a mess of themselves. 
and it's just fun, and sometimes uh-huh. there's flour or whipped cream or, I don't know, dirt. And how much cleanup goes on afterwards? The venue does it. Mm. Well, well, well. I think I'm going to this messy show now. Oh, yes. Do you want to be on it, Tom? No. Open it. You can I throw stuff be there. at I just want to be there with a super soaker. You can pick any mess you vinegar. want. I'm gonna oh, be. No. I'm gonna fill a super soaker with vinegar right. and shoot it at you guys. That's a good bit. <laughs> Don't worry, it's white vinegar. Okay, it's healthy. Right. Boop, boop, boop. Let's play something. We'll say goodbye. Thank you to my friend Claro Kane for calling in and and talking. And we will be back next week. The best show is here. Meet my friends of friends every day. Going up. 236 of them. Watch and believe it. And at the end of it, you're going to go, well, I guess they did that thing. And you're going to be, well, I guess that's what he did with his 2018. And I'm going to be like, uh, yeah. And we all love destroyer and the album they're coming around now they'll be in the new york area soon in january the album ken on merge records is out and we're going to listen to something from that album here's a song called tinseltown swimming in blood on merge records destroyer be back next week bye